everybody. Welcome back. Um, or should I say, should I welcome myself back? Because I'm the one who's been fucking gone. Uh, it's a pleasure to see all of you here. Um, been a minute since uh, we put one of these out, but I'm very excited to say that the Back and Bone show is back in action. And I'm pretty sure we've used that one before, but damn it if it just doesn't feel right. Anyway, uh, we're back with more of the uh, classic, traditional, back and bone stuff that you love to hear from us. We're going to talk about the fights, Khabib and, uh, Khabib and, and Connor, and we're going to talk about some movies that have come out recently that you may or may not have seen. Mandy, if you haven't checked it out, you probably should. That's a fucking gem. Um, we're going to talk about some uh, some fun drugs on the air, things that you know that we're, we like and appreciate. If you, if you listen to us, you probably have similar feelings on them. Um, most of all, I just, uh, it feels good to kind of shake off the rust and get back to this, but you know, as always, it's good to see you guys. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming back, answering the call, the call of the bone. The back and bone. I'm not really sure how that's gonna work, but we are uh, gonna be li- we're gonna be putting these out pretty regularly again. So thanks for waiting on us, guys. We're back in action. Enjoy the show. Turns all your bad feelings into good feelings. It's a nightmare. An easy. <laughs> I'm not from South Central Los Fucking Angeles. I didn't come here to shoot 20 black 10-year-olds in a fucking drive-by. I want a normal gun for a normal person. Whatever you're reaching for better be a sandwich because you're going to have to eat it. You thought he was white before? You should see that second man. I'll use small words that you'll be sure to understand. Well, if, it, if it's like sounding shitty, will it tell you on your end? Oh no, uh, there's there's no way that we'll know until we're until we stop and listen back. Uh, that's why I wanted to do like a preliminary little testing thing, see if uh, the audio sounds like shit. <laughs> right. This is why this is why I always tell people, you know, um, be a uh, be a PC, don't be a Mac. Why? Because I don't know how to fuck with the settings on Macs. <laughs> All my Macs are hand me downs. Are they? Is this one yeah. hand me down or what? Yeah. I don't even, uh, I, dude, I've never even bought, as far as, like, technology goes, I've never even bought anything past a uh, flip phone. I got my <laughs> iPad from Ariana, I got my iPhone from Ariana, and I got my MacBook from her, too. Hey, man, uh, it, it doesn't count as a hand-me-down if your wife got it for you. That's, that's like, if you got it, a hand-me-down is like if your brother gave it to you or something. Yeah, that's true. Uh, by the way, just so you know, we are recording. I, I, I hit the record button a minute ago, so, uh, <laughs> we're... Perfect. Did you just say we're fucked? No, I said perfect. <laughs> oh, perfect. It's weird how similar those two, that word and that statement sound. I'm actually, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna plug my, uh, I'm gonna plug my headphones into my computer. Oh, there you go. That dude, that should. That's work. probably exactly what's going on. I forgot that you. That's that you yeah. have a, have a laptop that would work. Exact yeah. Same. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, is there? There's no audio coming out of your uh, your computer now. Like, no, it's like just into my headphones. Yeah, no, it's just into my headphones. Cool. 
Well, uh, hey everybody, I'm excited to bring you guys back. This is uh, this this is the first episode we've done in a while. This is the very first episode we've done on Zoom conferencing. So this is a, a momentous event for the Back and Bone Show, and um, a, like I, I I wanted to have a have have video to to relay for a while because we always just have the the logo as the background and. Well, that's fun. It kind of is, it gets boring for people who actually watch it like on YouTube and shit. Yeah. But you know, welcome everybody. Indeed. Matt, welcome back. It's been quite a while. Yeah, it fucking has. Well, I mean, uh, fucking life happens sometimes. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it happens harder than other times, but. <laughs> but now that we have this uh, whole Zoom conference thing figured out, um, we can do this like way more regularly. Yeah, uh, that w- I mean, that was the plan all along. I mean, we we don't live in the same area by any means, so uh, it's good to have have some way of connecting and being able to record. Um, and especially in the new studio here, welcome yes. to Casa Casa <laughs> de Bone. <laughs> big, imp- big improvement from the hot box. Uh, oh man, I have such a nice air conditioner. The only problem is the one I have here is like twice as loud as the other one. So, I mean, no, no more summer recordings. <laughs> uh, hey, you know what? We got, that was like a, that was like a true test. You can make it, hey. you can make a podcast in that weather. Then you can do just about anything. Dude, I, I've, I've re-listened to that podcast a couple times and I, it fucking kills me because I remember what we were going through. <laughs> so, yeah. It was a struggle. Dude, I ended up going uh, that night. We went to our friend's house, and I ended up going uh, to a roller rink, went roller skating. Did you see any of the pictures on Ariana's Instagram from when we did that? I, I didn't. I'm, I'm just absolutely fucking awful at social media. Uh, I, I, uh, I looked like a big, flamboyantly gay rollerblader. You had like a tank top on. You're out there. No, 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 no. I had a I, no, no, no. I had a um, I had a. Uh, Wait, was that the weekend? I was wearing a pug T-shirt. I remember. Yeah. So. Yeah. The. We you, to, you had the watermelon hat and the pug T-shirt. I remember that. Yes. We, but we when made we, a lot of reference to it. When we went to the so I bought this T-shirt online and it was called you've seen it because uh, I wore oh, it I when I, I have. I came over. I, came, I inspect I, all of your clothes thoroughly. <laughs> when I came over to your dad's house to watch the last, uh, we were to watch a UFC fight a few months back. Mm-hmm. I was wearing, it was back in June and I was wearing it. It was like a Caribbean kind of loose fitting, slightly pink. Um, so slightly. Like, slightly pink. Well, when I ordered it online, it kind of looked like a, uh, like a cream colored orange. Okay. And I, and I get it. You know, it's basically just a big pink button up t-shirt and it was super hot out. You know, it was 113 degrees and we were going well, to- It was, I mean, it was 113 outside. Well, it was probably like 120 in my room. Yeah. 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 And we're going to a roller rink and this roller rink didn't have air conditioning. So, um, it, it's, no. oh, it was a roller rink. I was thinking of like yeah. an ice skating rink. So, no, 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 no. <laughs> so I was going to say, what the fuck? That would have been nice though. You guys would have been swimming. Um, no, it didn't have air conditioning. So I put this fucking, I look like such a goofball, dude. I have this big giant pink t-shirt on. I've got shorts on that go above my knees. They're like these little workout shorts. Then I have roller blades on. And then they give you these, uh, these big old white socks to wear when mm-hmm. you get the roller blades. And then the socks are like poking out of the top of the roller blades. And 
like I just looked funny. Like you know that episode of Dragon Ball Z where Vegeta's wearing the pink T-shirt that says "Bad Man." Yeah, and uh, it was when he meets Trunks. Yeah, I or looked like never seen a guy in a pink shirt before. <laughs> I looked like that combined with a gay lumberjack. All right, you have to see this photo. That's I look after this podcast. Anybody who's listening to this and they follow my wife on Instagram, go on there and look Get at this there. photo. Check it out. You know, it's worth it. And I just look ridiculous. And, and then she ended up taking a video of it, of me rollerblading around the rink. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you what, though. Uh, I, hadn't, I hadn't bladed since I was probably like nine. Bro, rollerblading is fucking fun. It got a bad <laughs> rap when skateboards came along. Rollerblading is so goddamn fun. Dude, uh, it's, it's really, it's a, it's a social thing, you know? Like, uh, yeah. Like, like skateboards came along and they were just like, I should swack, dude. I remember when <laughs> keep, skateboards keep that, came keep along. Keep that rollerblading bullshit out for the kids, you know? That's exactly what happened. I remember when I moved. I didn't know rollerblading was lame until I moved to, uh, to Orchid. Well, I didn't move to Orchid, but I started going to school those, in Orchid. You had all those first, gangsters and, like, yes. the, you know, the, the Tanglewood Lokes coming out. The, the first person to tell me rollerblading was lame was Wyatt. And uh, I, I had my blades. They were, and here's how lame I was. I didn't even have like cool, like you know, pro level name brand rollerblades. They were goosebump ones. Goosebumps. Oh, fuck yeah, that's way cool. <laughs> well, now it's cool, but in 1999 it wasn't that cool. I just looked like an overgrown fucking toddler. Sure. Um, uh. and, uh, they were like falling apart. They were total pieces of shit. And. Uh, uh. I remember just like I, I maybe tried I tried to be like you know everybody else had skateboards and I would try to be the lone blader. Oh yeah. I, uh, I, I succumbed to the pressure and I got rid of them. A couple of my uh, a couple of my permanent lifelong injuries are from the month that I tried to learn how to skateboard when I was a kid. That was before I found out that I have no uh, no balance or rhythm, so I can't like move like normal people do (laughs) you know for me skateboarding it was i didn't get too far with it i got to like the the hardest trick i was able to do was like a kickflip hey man that's more than i could do yeah i could i did like i my brother told me he was like uh he's like this is how you're gonna learn how to ollie go go into the grass and just practice ollieing here's how you do it just do it on the grass you won't fall you just keep trying to make it work until it happens and I never made it work, so I just practiced like kicking myself around on, on. And then, you know, one day I hit a rock, and the skateboard shot out behind me. I fell on my ankle, and uh, to this day, my ankle still pops from it. <laughs> I was just like, okay, maybe this isn't for me. <laughs> Skateboarding to me, just the risk was never worth the reward. Like, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, it makes yeah. more like you know, with like, okay, let's just compare it. Which you know, we probably since we both do martial arts we would probably always compare it to this but for me it was like with martial arts at least you get a lifelong skill out of it like what the fuck are you gonna do once you learn no skateboard trick that doesn't transfer to anything the the difference for me was always it this could really just be me specifically but for me i always just felt more in control of a fight i felt like i was more in control what i was doing and how much i was gonna get hurt with what i was trying to do definitely skateboarding was always just like 
it was like a fucking car accident. Everywhere I was going, <laughs> anything I attempted to do, whether I'm just like skating around or trying to do a trick, everything is just so up in the air. Like it's like I might just fucking fall off and crack my well, head, twist my ankle, or like. See, and I see it from your perspective. I totally agree with you. Um, but what's funny is like if you were talking to somebody who's a skateboard, they would probably feel the exact opposite. They'd probably sure. like, what are you talking about? You're not in control in control of the fight. There's another guy who like. Right, he, right. You're at the mercy of him, just like he's at the mercy of you. Sure. But I, I agree with you, though. Like, I think, I don't I, know. I actually, as the words were exiting my lips, I was thinking about that that counterpoint. But it's it, it doesn't feel that way with uh, with fighting. Like, but again, that's why I see it as something that I like. That's me as an individual. That's the way my brain works. Uh, yeah. Well, with fight, I I think with fighting too. Um, not not even just fighting, but any kind of like physically tiring endeavor. Mm. The process of kind of, and especially with fighting or any kind of uh, combat sport, the process of kind of feeling somebody else's body start to fail. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's kind of a good feeling when you're like uh, when you're grappling with somebody and you know they're not that, in shape, and you're that, like, oh yeah, I can. This guy felt strong a minute ago, but I he's starting to give. He's getting weak. Yeah, I'm just going to crush this guy over time. Yeah. Uh, you know, that I don't know if you've experienced this specifically, but um, the that's never more satisfying than when they're, they're skill-wise or, like, strength-wise better than you. Yeah. Because, I, I, I mean, I've, I've, had that, I've had that happen to me in, uh, in wrestling matches where I've been getting my fucking ass kicked by this guy. I'm behind on points. I'm getting crushed. But I can feel him wilting, and I'm not. Yeah, and it's just no. like, oh, dude, it's a matter of time. I feel like I'm fucking fishing here. I'm just waiting for you to bite, dog. <laughs> sure. No, I, I, no, I totally relate to that because when I was, uh, when I was training, uh, I was super impatient. I never liked mm. going over drilling technique and stuff like that. But I was a fucking gym rat, and I was always in great shape. I remember uh, James Dean saying that like that one time we were training like we were all fucking done and you're you're over here doing like fucking I don't I don't even remember you're doing like handstand walks and shit you're doing <laughs> random ass shit and he's just like fucking that's a fucking cardio machine <laughs> <laughs> yeah it always even that still kind of trips people out to this day because I'm you know I think I'm the way that I'm built is naturally kind of mesomorphic. Okay. And I think I'm I'm naturally probably even a little bit more fast twitch, mm -hmm. but I've just always been such a gym rat that I just don't think I even have any choice but to be like well conditioned, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you're Where, you're you're, you're I, you always were naturally a little smaller than me. Yeah, not, definitely. Not, not like muscle mass wise, but just naturally. Like no, frame wise. Your, your yeah. frame was always smaller than. Yeah, me. I was I was visibly but, like if me and you stand next to each other, I visibly. Mm -hmm. Even if we would weigh the same, I visibly look like I'm I'm a category below you. Uh, sure, you, yeah, you you would look like another weight class under me for sure. Yeah, uh, and uh, but you were you were much more committed to the fitness acts aspect. Like fucking, you were pumping weights all the fucking time. I I I always just like the fighting aspect of it. Yeah. I like sparring. I like grappling. I like drilling. I like getting good at fighting stuff. And then the conditioning and lifting and running, all that stuff was shit. I could be like, I do that because I have to, but fuck it. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I, well, can, that's, I can take or leave that shit. <laughs> that's how it should be, though. You know what's funny is I've grown to appreciate the um, learning the technical aspects of it more because I started going to uh, like back in probably like two months ago now. 
I started going to kickboxing classes again. Did you? And I you, just, you yeah. Told me about this. Like no, cool. Well, we haven't talked since then. Sure, um, but that, why, I, is that, I, why is that my fault? Why are you throwing that at me? <laughs> well, uh, I started. I I started off on my own again, and then I started having uh, Ariana come with me. I just go like once a week. I well, I, re I I really wanted you to uh, get a little session in with me when you came and visited. Like I know, and we we will, we got to do that. We will yeah. for sure. Cause... Uh, one of these times, I know I'm trying to make a trip uh, trip down there really really soon. Um, whenever we're in the same area, we got to get a little session. Yeah, in. Uh, for I, sure. I'd love to throw a little bit of the shit that I've I've accumulated in in knowledge over the years uh, that I've not been training with you. You know what we should do is and, talk to uh because the place that I I'm, I've been going to the Paragon here in Arroyo Grande, and right, uh, that's right. the one that that John uh, has been managing. Oh okay, yeah, um, John spot. So I'm sure if we if you talk to John and just wanted to come in and fucking. Dude use John. the gym and stuff he'd be cool with it fuck yeah john would john would have me in me and john are tight as fuck yeah <laughs> um but anyway so yeah since i started doing that again that's been like so fun like i it's crazy because now you know what i think it was though is just because back then it was like we were younger and um i was just so gung-ho on like pushing myself with the training and mm -hmm. whereas now now that i've gotten more technical with my my exercise now I will like when I when I went back into train kickboxing, I want to be more technical with that. Like I've learned to appreciate it. I've kind of just I think it just mentally have slowed down as I got older. Do you feel like you uh, have more just separated the two categories, yeah, or yeah, so you're because well, because now now I'm so fucking uh, you know like the the workouts I do are so programmed. And I know that, okay, if I'm doing this specific workout at this time, it's to increase aerobic capacity. If I'm doing right. this workout at this time, exactly. it's to increase strength. When I go to do kickboxing, I don't even think about that. I'm like, I'm just here to learn technique. I'm here to learn the practice of kickboxing, you know? Not, not even just the, the technique. I mean, it, it, it is a, um, how would I put this? Yeah, I consider it like a, like a neuromuscular workout. Yeah, it's exactly. Just, it's not just a mental learning thing. It's you're actually training your your muscles and your neurons to perform this complex movement. Yeah, it's not that it uh, and you're and you're learning it constantly to be more effective. It's yeah. not just that it is. I'm learning mentally how to do this right. You're you're learning how to do it, but your muscles are learning how to do it. Exactly. Yeah, and like, like people. People from an outside perspective who've, who've never done it don't realize how difficult that is. Mm -hmm. Because essentially what you're doing when you're, when you're learning kickboxing... It's, it's impossible to do right. It's impossible. Yeah. Your, your body does not have the tools to do this correctly. Right. You have to... Um, that's, that's the whole point of the neuromuscular um, development is you, you're doing an unnatural movement and you're learning how to do it really, really well. Yeah. That is... That takes time and time and time and time and time and then well, and, and what's fascinating about it too is it uh it's 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 the most it's the most out of any workout you could do you're using contralateral reciprocation in a way you wouldn't on anything else the way you sling everything together using your arms like in conjunction with your legs you know what i mean yeah um, i i i I can understand just by what the words mean. What uh, you know? Well, like you know, for just for, <laughs> but I've never yeah, heard that so for so Sorry. for people who are listening, what I mean when I say that is, if I go to throw a kick with my right leg, 
what do oh, I have? Are you, you throw, you throw your, your hands towards your right when you throw Yeah, like what right am I doing with the rest good. of my body in relation to you're, my right you're leg? You're oppositely rotating. Okay. Yeah, because a lot of times people will see that and they'll think that it just comes from, well, you just got to fucking throw that right leg up there as hard as you can. Make it. But that, yeah, but that skill is so unique to human beings. And you know what? There, there's, a, uh, there's a balance to it, too. It's not just about throwing that. It's about throwing that, but not throwing that too far. You want it to hit to the point where exactly. that's the right amount to throw your hands to throw that kick to keep your yeah. balance and position yourself where you need to go Yeah, and then it. bring it back. Yeah, there's so much to think about because it's, it's you know, yeah, yeah, like you said, you're throwing it, but then there's also placement to consider. Um, there's also even, what even part the, of your body you're landing yeah. it with. Like, it's, Well, even the idea of the kick, I mean, uh, when I was, when I was like 20, 22, 23, I could kick like a motherfucker. I could kick through a fucking bag. I swear to God, I felt like I could kick a person in fucking half because I could mm -hmm. kick so fucking hard. Now I kick way less hard. I'm not even physically capable of kicking as hard as I used to be able to kick, but I kick mm -hmm. so much better. Right. And a lot of that learning how to kick correctly took away from that power that I had. And the thing is the way that I was kicking before when I was so fucking, when I could kick so freakishly fucking hard was that I had no control over the way my body was moving. I could just yeah. wing that kick out. But now yeah. I, I know how to move my hands. I know how to move my hips, my, my shoulders, my body that allows me to control that kick. And I land back in my stance and I'm ready to keep moving. And I right. kick in, boom, and land back in my stance. And what you want to do as, a, as that type of a dynamic athlete, not necessarily just a fighter, but any sort of a, like dancing or anything like that where you're dynamically moving you need to control your body and, and the way that you flow um is you're you're getting better at doing it perfectly right yeah being able to be, yeah because that's a lot of things that and that's something that um i used to do the exact same fucking thing i even well even i still do well, you you and i kicked about the same like we we had yeah. really yeah. kicking habits we could just fucking boom and yeah. people in the gym would be like fuck <laughs> yeah yeah, we yeah we definitely kicked uh, harder than average. Dude, we turned um, heads for sure. I that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but I, I when I went back to kickboxing, I still you know it's funny and it just like dawned on me like two weeks ago because I was kicking, and then the uh, the the coach of the class she came up, and she was like, "Your kicks are good. They look really really strong. Like you kick really hard." but your foot placement is off. And it was something I'd never considered because I have a tendency, I was throwing my kicks kind of flat-footed. So like my lead leg that I was pivoting off of, I wasn't rotating off the ball of my foot. I was just keeping it flat. She was like, I don't even know how you do that. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, I, I don't know. It's just how I... How, hard and not... <laughs> well, no, she meant like, I don't know how you're... She meant yeah. it like, I don't know how you're doing that without like... Like twisting ACL or something? Like yeah. That. But I think it was just, it's just how I'd been doing it since I was a kid, you know? Right. And like, that's just how I did it. And my body just adapted around it, I guess. What, what I, the, my, the original um, pattern that I developed uh, for kicking, I, I got it from Boss Rutten. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I didn't get it from Boss Rutten. I got it from like the Boss Rutten style. And I actually learned it from this dude, um, Mr. Julian, who was a he was a foreign exchange student at our school, who did like a year of Muay Thai in Thailand. I was like the first person who had kickboxing experience that I ever met. Mm -hmm. But um, 
It was just the step out. Yeah, that's what I did too. Just turn your, just pick your foot up, turn it, and step down sideways, and then just let your body carry over. Right. That's, that's not wrong. That's yeah. just not fluid, and it's not controlled. Right. You get a lot of power from that. But that's that's, exa- that's exactly what I would do too. And I don't know if like I got that from Boss as well. I don't remember where I first saw it, but I would do the exact same thing. I would always, I mean, I still do that. That's what I do. I always turn my front foot out and I, you know, rotate. I do that. I do that when I'm loading. If I, like, I try to set that up. Like, I'll do hands. I'll come in, boom, 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 move around. And I'll, I'll step uh, towards the side that I'm kicking from. And then I'll right. step back and I'll, I'll just look for a place that I can find that, that step. But yeah. I don't do it the way that I did it before, where I would just be like standing there in front of the bag and just be like, yeah. step, boom. Because at some point, it's like, and it seems so obvious too, right? right. It's like, well, yeah, it's like it's like the old uh, Bruce Lee and Enter the Dragon when he's like, mm-hmm. when you know, when the guy hits the board and he's like, boards don't hit back. Yeah. Like, yeah, that bag's not going to fucking hit back. So who gives sure. a shit how hard you can kick it if you can't put yourself in a good, solid position right after, you know? But, Funny thing is, a lot of people care. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a funny choice of words. I know what you mean by that. I'm just saying, like you know, yeah. it freaks people the fuck out when that fuck when you fucking crack that bag. It does. And yeah. Just like, Holy shit. <laughs> one thing I know for sure um, is that if one of those lands, it, it has to fucking hurt for sure. Fuck yeah, fuck your block. That was that was my uh, that was my theory when I was learning how to kick like that. I was just like, I know I'm not fast. I know I'm not gonna fucking sneak this shit in, but block it. See what happens. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking crush you. <laughs> So speaking of uh, of uh, fighting, um, there's like all oh, fucking. I don't even know where to start. With oh fighting. man, there's a whole mess of things. You, uh, did you see the one last night? Yeah, uh, Fedor versus Sonnen. Okay, I got I got a breakdown of it, but I didn't I didn't see it myself. So I like I. Uh, it's uh, uh, it's worth I, watching. It's interesting. Um, I I literally I've been on a I've been on a back to back work cycle since like fucking. Um, since like uh, 3 p.m. last night. Well, what uh, just as like a brief kind of, what I learned from it is, because um, now they've got Fedor. Fedor won that fight, and now they're going to have Fedor versus uh, Mit, uh, not Mitrion, uh, Bader, for the uh, heavyweight Grand Prix final. Bader versus Bader. Bader versus Bader, and <laughs> Bader, Bader, he fought Mitrion on Friday night, and he just dominated Mitrion, took him Bader? down at will. Yeah. I would expect Bader to beat Mitrion. That actually doesn't yeah. really surprise me that much. Well, um, and- Mitrion's a little bit more. Um, I, I feel like you like Mitrion might surprise you more often than Bader will, but um, I think Bader is more solid. Oh, way more solid. Uh, I mean, Mitrion doesn't, you know, he comes from an NFL background, football yeah, background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but Mitrion... He's always got problems with good wrestlers. Yeah, yeah but Mitch, Mitrion kind of came... Uh, Mitrion came up pretty fast. Like, like yeah, by, by his own merit. I'm not, I'm not even saying, like, he came up fast, like he got given chances, blah, blah, blah. Like, he actually did good with the shots he was given. He did. I, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. He, he picked up skills really fast. I think uh, I like I, I don't like I don't like Mitrione particularly, but I I can't I can't hate on him. He's done fine with the opportunities. No, yeah, I always actually I always uh, enjoyed his fighting. Mm-hmm. I like his fighting style. He's really really moves good for a guy that big. And yeah. I like his foot movement. He's funny too. Like when he talks, yeah. he's funny. I appreciate he's a that. Character. Yeah, for sure. Um, but Bader Bader versus Fedor. Um, 
it's hard for me to see Fedor winning that fight just because he fought Chael. He doesn't have the abs that Bader that Bader's got. He's got those three hundred abs. Is sorely like, lacking. Yeah, and I I feel like I make it a habit out of doing this. I I kind of constantly underestimate Fedor, and you know, I did this with Frank Mir. I thought Frank Mir was going to. Dude, we both did. We both did. Yeah, everybody did. We fucking but, we had that we had that podcast and everything. We were fucking uh, yeah. Either of us thought Fedor was going anywhere in that fight. But I, I just think that Mitri, or I just think that Bader is gonna be able to take him down at will and hold mm-hmm. him there fairly easily. Um, if maybe. this fight had taken place five years ago, maybe not. But at this point in their careers, like Where? I feel like I feel like I, I really feel like Bader Bader is like hitting his his big stride right now. Like you think so? I honestly, I haven't been paying that much attention to Bader. Uh, I really should be paying more attention to the fight game overall. But um, you think he's he's doing better right now than he than he was uh, in in the more highlight portions of his career? Uh, yes. But one thing that can be said is that he not he is not fighting... like not, not like when Tito Ortiz knocked him out to break a thirteen <laughs> no. losing streak. No. Um, <laughs> But you know what though? That was I'm not like a Ryan Bader like major like fan or anything like that. But um I mean come on. That was like a they fight a hundred times. I don't think Tito's winning that fight. But I think Tito just had to I, I think I think I think team. Tito got the one out of the hundred right there. That he did. Just he really out. did. But Man, Bader's I, on I, our look at that was my favorite knockout ever because he did like this weird like limp arm kind of like that was the hook he hit him with his all. <laughs> <laughs> Tito is borderline retarded. Like oh, Tito, did, there was this thing I saw I, online the other day, and it was him trying to. Uh, ah, God, I don't even remember what it was. It was something of like him butchering the English language. Mm-hmm. And um, you think like at this point in Tito's life, like he would just learn from his past and be like, you know, what, maybe I just shouldn't like talk in the lead up <laughs> to my fights anymore because <laughs> he never, well, nothing ever comes out right. He he always had really bad, uh, really bad shit talking. Even like in the early days when he was known for his shit talking and everything. Yeah. Like, uh, what was one of the ones he said to Chuck Liddell? He was like, "You he will told- be the last of the Mohicans." <laughs> what does that mean, man? <laughs> he told he told uh, or no, was it Ken Shamrock that told him he was going to beat him into a living death? Yes. Ken Shamrock told him that he's going to beat him into a living death. I he's told him that in the cage. I remember. We we were all we were all there at like uh, we were at, we were at Nathan's house and like Wyatt was yeah, there and shit yeah, like yeah. yeah. So Ryan Bader actually is on a fairly, I will beat you into a living death. He's on a fairly impressive win streak here. Ryan Bader, since 2013, his only loss is to Anthony Johnson KO by punch in 2016, which that's a pretty understandable loss. I mean, um, I remember that fight. He made him shit himself. Yeah. Maybe not, maybe not physically, but psychologically, he definitely okay. himself in that. But listen, fight. in between, in between uh, 2013 to now, other than the Anthony Johnson fight, listen to this rap sheet of dudes he's beaten: Anthony Peroche, Rafael Cavalcante. First of all, I just want to throw Anthony Peroche. You can just X that <laughs> okay. one off. <laughs> all right. well, I'm just trying to start from the top of yeah. his win streak. I get it. I okay. get it. Anthony Peroche, Rafael Cavalcante, Alvin Saint Pru, Phil Davis, Rashad Evans, Eler Latifi. Uh, Antonio Rogerio Nogueira, Phil Davis again, Linton Vassell. You beat Lug? Yep, Muhammad Lawal and Matt Mitrione. That's pretty. That's a fairly impressive, nice little win. That's streak. a that's a medium impressive. That's an above Bader impressive win streak. That's yeah, it's not too shabby. 
dude, that's a good amount of fights to win in a row. I'll tell you that. Like, I, even regardless of the names, I mean, if he was fighting Anthony Piroche every time, like, I wouldn't be impressed. <laughs> that one had a, had a fucking that 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 one's um that one's got an asterisk next to it. Yeah, you know, I shouldn't even have included it. Um. <laughs> But you know, that's you got, almost a step backwards, but it's okay. Like <laughs> we're gonna get mad at you. You got Fedor over here and he's coming off of a win over Frank Mir and Shale Sonnen. Hey, uh, I, I just I just wanna say that like um at any point in your career, whoever you are as a fighter, any chance that you get to beat Fedor is gonna be a legacy maker. Yeah. Yes, he's at the back end of his career, but like it does not matter as far as matter. like what you're being recognized for. Yeah, no, that's a, that's yeah. that is a that is a that is a signature win to have on your record. There's like, and there's there. only a few guys out there like that. Like you know, you got Fedor, Anderson Silva. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that might these. be it. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, there, there's there's different tiers of that. Like, um, yeah, like a much more realistic one, like a Jeremy Horn. It's like if if Jeremy Horn's out there fighting and you beat him, that's like a that's a that's a wait new a minute. I'm not saying that's going to make your legacy. I'm saying maybe like, if you're fighting on if, like no. if the you're, very regional scene. Yeah, yeah. Not that's that there's I, anything wrong. With, hey, that, that's 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 what I meant by there being tiers to it. Like yeah, I mean, like yeah, on, a, yeah. on a much lower tier. If you were say like uh, like in the division that I'm fighting in, and you fight mm-hmm. somebody like that, for sure, then yeah, that's going to be like, oh shit. <laughs> that's that's a also that's also that also is a really dangerous fight for somebody too, though. And I guess that's what would make it. Well, that, it, that's that's what this would that's what I would I would relate this to on a world stage with uh, yeah. with Fedor yeah. is uh, you're not going to get that win easily, you know, unless you catch him, and that's just all that happens in the fight. Uh, it, it's it's pretty meaningful to where yeah. you're at. Yeah, I agree. That's mm-hmm. a meaningful win. Um. Well, how, what do you make of that whole? Uh, did you watch uh, Connor versus Khabib? Yeah, I, I mean, I watched it. I was fucking blackout drunk at uh, Dave and Buster's at the uh, the Sky Lounge. It's beautiful yeah. up there, great time. Uh, but as uh, me and Melissa, but yeah, the whole fucking him jumping out of the cage and everything. You know what sucks uh, is I didn't even get to see it live. Hey man, sorry we to hear were, that. Uh, I can see the sadness in your eyes. That's like <laughs> we were. We had to go to Ariana had a uh, dinner party planned for us at some of their clients' house. It was wonderful. Oh man, I bet that was a really good time. It was great. You guys probably had like um, cheese and wine, right? Something we, nice like that. You must be a Nostradamus because we did have cheese and wine. Yeah. We was, there, had, was, was there a bruschetta? Like there wasn't a bruschetta, but it was close enough. What kind of dinner party is this? Like, there were there were were you savages. Were you raised in a barn? There was some slow cooked tri tip, which they actually sent us home with some, which was very nice. Um, they sound like nice people, but uh, they they are. But yes, I was very disappointed to have to miss that, and I ended up having to watch the whole thing online after. Mm-hmm. Um, how I feel about that whole scenario, I don't. Who cares? I, like him hopping the cage. It's like who cares? You know, a bunch of guys have done that before. I, I couldn't. I mean, I haven't rewatched it yet. I've been fucking way too busy. But um, the uh, all all I felt about that was like, yeah, who, who gives a shit? Like, yeah, him hopping, 
Now, worst case, I, I was explaining this to somebody at my work, okay? So the legal ramifications for anything that went down as far as, like, assault or whatever, as far as anything permanent, the only people who don't, or the, the only people who are really in control is the commission. So yeah. the commission could say he can't fight here anymore. So the right. commission could say that. So he can't fight in Vegas anymore. And that's the end of the story there. As far as, like, Dana White is concerned, Dana White's in the, yeah, we'll never fight for us again. We're stripping the title, blah, blah, blah. It's like, bullshit. He's the biggest. No, you won't do that. Like, yeah. That's so stupid. Um, no, uh, that, for number one, because that fight will happen again. Yeah, of course, of course. There's no doubt. Uh, number two, as I said, I don't think him hopping the cage was a big deal, but I do think that his teammate hopping in the cage and punching Connor is a huge deal. That was a pretty big deal, but that wasn't as big of a deal as Connor throwing a dolly at a bus full no, of fighters. No, well, no, it's not. It was more direct. It was more, but, but I do, but I do feel like it is a. Uh, I do feel like not to compare the two, but I do feel like the guy jumping in the cage and punching him is such a direct like violation of like fighter. Well, that rules that that's what i mean after a dude just went four hard rounds and his arms are blown out to take a cheap shot at him to me that's just like the lowest in the world that's that's sort of more what i mean by the word poignant is it's so specifically like this it's more of an individual situation you can't really compare it to him throwing a dolly as far as punishment and repercussion that's what i where i would compare it it's like yeah, the the assault on a whole bus full of fighters is a is a bigger deal, but that was more of a dick move. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, and here's how I feel as far as like punishment goes. Look, what Connor did is like beyond the the scope of the UFC because it mm-hmm. didn't take place during a fight. It affected fights that were too. And it it, it seriously um, violently affected people. Like there were yeah, individuals yeah. in in yes civilian circumstances that were fucking harmed yeah so what he did was definitely worse um and he definitely i mean i guess he got his punishment i don't know he's getting sued and you know he had to go through the whole legal process outside Mm -hmm. of the ufc but i think as far as punishment from the ufc goes i definitely think that the dude who hopped in the cage and punched him shouldn't be allowed to fight the ufc i wouldn't Because that's like fucking, I don't know. I've never seen that before. I've never seen another guy do that after a dude just fought. Can you imagine? I feel like I've seen stuff like that happen. There's stuff like, like that. Like Paul Bailey hey, hey, hey. punching at Koscheck. No, no, I mean, I mean just in more like Bush League events or just right, right. Events, things that were not yeah. like, things that were not the UFC. Yeah. Um, uh, but, man, I don't know. It's a tough one to call. It is, it is. Man, it's just crazy to think like how long it's been uh, since we've uh, since we've recorded one of these. Um, well, I feel like so much has happened, but I I, I was super unprepared because we kind of got this together really really suddenly. Well, uh, well I definitely yeah. Th- those are obviously that's probably the biggest thing. But the other big thing that I wanted to talk about, which well, I, I don't know if we were if it would even be we should do like a separate podcast on it. But um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> we talked about this multiple times, and uh, you know, I don't want to re- leave the 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 viewers slash listeners in disp- in suspense, but I do I do want to say that 
it leads into a, uh, a separate topic. So let's bring it up real quick. Uh, the movie Mandy. Yeah. God, it's so good. <laughs> I loved it. There's so much I... to say about it, dude. It was so raw. It was so dark. and uh, But also had this like comedy to it like yeah it had it had yeah go ahead and i so i saw it in theaters because they played it across the country for one night only (laughs) thursday night at like seven yeah so i was like yeah i'm fuck it i'm just gonna go see it i went and saw it by myself and uh Dude, oh, it, dude, that—that's the way to see a movie like that. Like, yeah. I, I watched Avenger, or I watched uh, Infinity War by myself in the theater. Like, I was yeah. like, I don't want any distraction. I just want the big no. screen, and I want it to be me watching this. So, like, my general, I guess, summary of this movie would be: number one, if you are not like kind of a hardcore movie fan, it might not be the movie for you. It's, it's it's too it's too um it's very avant-garde. It's, it, yeah, it's very avant-garde, it's very raw. It's very yeah. um it's not uh it's not they didn't color inside the lines. Let's put it that way. No, not <laughs> at all. But here's the thing about it is like here's what I loved about it. Number 1, it's as far as just movies that can it's one of the best movies that I've ever seen in regards to making you feel what the characters are feeling with such like a lack of dialogue. Just I, through I, the use of color yeah. and, and sound. And I, I, I don't want this to be a, uh, a spoiler. I don't think it will be. But just in response to that statement, the scene um, when he's in the bathroom and he gets yeah. vodka, it's like... That was classic Nicolas Cage, and it was classic yeah. Nicolas Cage extreme acting, but it was so deep. Was, that moment was just was, so, like, I was well, like, fucking screaming. He's like, ah, ah. It was like It was like the perfect summarization of Nick Cage's entire career. Well, it was because, a perfect, it was that, but it was also like this perfect summary of what had just taken place on the movie. Yeah. Like, well, it, I mean, here's he, the funny thing. He so, survived gotten to where he's at and now he's in this like safe spot and everything just came out like yeah well and here's the funny thing so when i saw this in theaters it was a funny movie to see with an audience because you get all these varying reactions mm-hmm. that would range from like and you know most of the people that are going to go to see mandy on a thursday night are not like your joe schmo who just right they're going to be people who are looking to see that movie yeah like, exactly yeah, yeah. so most of the people kind of got it but there was some people, you got like a whole wide range of reactions. Most of the people in the audience when he did that were just laughing because they knew it was classic Nick Cage. Like they had a yeah. sense of humor about it. But there was also a few people in the audience who were just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. What is this? Well, it, 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 it almost had a kind of, um, it, it had a lot of um, fucking, what's his name? Uh tarantino influence like i don't know if it was directly influenced from tarantino but it had that it had vibes that were take that were that had that yeah i I definitely i definitely noticed that too and i was Um, i don't know if i wrote it but i i feel like it it was deeper than that like it took that that element and it went farther in to where that like where where that source came from yeah it was like a mix of Tarantino with like David Lynch. Oh, dude, that was what I was gonna say. Yeah. I was gonna, I shit you not. I was gonna say it almost had a was, David Lynch kind of. It was like Tarantino, like, David Lynch, David Cronenberg, 
Mm-hmm. And, oh, uh, yeah, you're, you're hitting it. Yeah. And uh, with a little bit of just like I love like heavy metal. Maybe, you know? maybe, maybe just like maybe like a like a dash of um, of Chanwick Park. Like just a little, just a yeah, just a little shave of Chanwick Park. <laughs> That's what's so good about it. It's it's yeah. a completely completely unique vision. I mean, like you feel like you're watching this world straight out of this dude's head. So I mean, I, like, yeah, no, 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 no. But you know what? I was um, so when I watched this movie, as I told you. Uh, but you know, our audience doesn't know. Yeah. I, uh, I was, uh, frying a little bit on mushrooms. I, well, I didn't want to go super deep. I didn't want to be like fucking fried out super hard, but I felt like this was a movie you kind of have to, or should, if you're into that sort of thing, experience on mushrooms. Cause it's a very psychedelically yeah. based movie, For which sure. it was, it fucking definitely was, yeah. uh, that uh, there was a, a, a strong resonating theme of psychedelics in the movie. So I'm, I'm sitting there just fucking watching it. I got all the lights off the TV on and I'm... the scene that was like the trippiest for me is when he, when he meets the, uh, the chemist. Yeah. Yeah. That was fucking awesome. I loved it. Was it. So good. I, was the, <laughs> I loved that scene. That was probably, but you know what? I feel like that's a scene that's going to get misunderstood a lot by it would watch it it, it would and of, it will there's a lot of people who are going to watch that movie and just be like what is going on in the scene i, I mean even it. just but what here's what i don't understand is that even if even if they don't get it just purely from an aesthetic value it's such a visually such a it, beautiful scene it is but it doesn't the scene doesn't guide you you have no, to be like doesn't. you have you to have let to yourself be, be taken by it yes like, you do it doesn't, it doesn't and yeah. that's, but see, that's what irritates me sometimes about people when they're, why is it so bad? People, some, and I talk to people like this. Well, it's the, the it's the, it's the plot line concept. The idea that a plot has to work as a plot right. and, and yeah. work the way a, a plot works. And you, and if, if something doesn't necessarily follow that, you need to be guided through it and explained why. But that scene was just, it was, it was madness, but it was madness with a, with an idea behind it it was madness like that this guy is fried yeah my my screen just did something this this guy is just fried but he's in this ethereal realm communicating and nick cage isn't even talking he says like nothing the entire scene and this guy's just like oh i get it Well, and yeah, and that's what I'm saying, though. What, what's yeah. irrita- what irritates me, not irritates me, but I just don't see it this way, is why people feel like they need to be guided. Right. You know, I like when movies force you to guide yourself, come up with your own opinion. Well, figure it out. That, that, that was kind of the uh, reference to Chanwick Park that I just made, like the movie, the movie Old Boy that a lot of people yeah. haven't seen. A lot of people only saw the American version, which is very, very different. Um, yeah, the one that, that Spike, movie, Spike Lee did that. Yeah, one. oh, just a terrible, terrible. Shame. It's not a movie. It's not a movie that should have been remade in the first no. place. Uh, but the like the idea there is that movie challenges your morals. It challenges mm-hmm. your concept of like right and wrong, and it makes you go like, <laughs> "Yeah, this is bad. <laughs> this is happening." So, but, so as as far as uh, yeah, I did look. The chemist scene was awesome. Another scene that I loved, there was not just scenes, but there was, like, specific frames in that movie that I loved as far as, like, they just looked like paintings. 
And one yes. of the, oh, yes. there was one single frame that stood out for me, like heads above above the rest. Okay. It's the scene where the biker gang of like whatever you want to call them demons, mm-hmm. and then the bald headed dude are standing in the woods looking over the house. You remember that frame? Vaguely, like, kind of like again, I, I was on. Um, yeah, he's probably <laughs> so I was I was in and okay. out. What I but so I appreciate that what you're talking about. They had there was a a lot of stunning visuals. Okay. Yes, there and there was one visual in particular because I want if people see this movie, I want them to be on the lookout for this visual. But it's just like genius. But it's this visual where they're standing in the woods waiting to kind of descend upon the house and like abduct them, and it's the yeah. the whole row of like five of them standing, and it's like it's dark like this bright red background, and then you get this silhouette of the trees surrounding them, and then you the silhouette of them. The fact what you just mentioned there, um, it reminds me also that of all those other references that we made about what kind of put this movie together, it also is very comic book. Yeah, for sure. Strongly, strongly dark comic book uh, feel to it. Definitely definitely one of the reasons why I'm sure you and I both felt a lot of the same same emotion towards it. It was well, and then the 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 characters, whatever the the bikers or whatever they were, they looked they there was a big. they were like Xena. They were like a, what do you call it? Cenobites from Hellraiser. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. Just like that. I mean, you could tell that was like. I'm sure the director would even say that. Like he had to. I'm sure it. there was a there was an influence there. They didn't they didn't exactly look like it, but they represented. Wasn't there even four of them in Hellraiser? There was like four Cenobites, right? I think so. There's Chatterer, the girl, the fat guy, and then Pinhead. Yeah, maybe one. I, I think there was four. Yeah. I think I think four is the number. I, um, but yeah, I remember. Well, even before I got into the movie, because uh, I I tried to watch it like once before. It was situationally, I didn't get the chance to. Um, but before I'd actually like watched the movie, I just kind of checked it out. Uh, the opening scene where they're like on the lake, and you see the way that they like open up, and the water is all glistening and everything. I was like, yeah. this is very unique. This is something yeah. I have to like really appreciate the the cinematography of this because this isn't normal. They didn't yeah. just play this out and be like, okay, here's, no. a shot. here's a shot. Like, this is a very intentionally made movie with every aspect. I love the choice of music too. Unbelievable, dude! The music it, was fucking fantastic. You know what it was like? It was like you had a dude who was like a metalhead. But he just happened to also be like one of the best artists on the planet. <laughs> He's really into metal. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I he didn't that, let yeah. that go. There was so much. There was so much of that influence in that movie with the wizard, like there, with the dragons, like yeah. the fantasy element that kind of underlied it. You know. There was, but there was a there was a strong like. Um, the the music wasn't wasn't. Uh, wasn't overwhelmed with metal though it, no no, no. it like, wasn't it was it was for what it, um, not like um not like when i say metal i don't mean like uh, no no that i yeah i get what you're saying because i watched the movie but what the, but you the, know no for people, people listening, listening like, yeah. who haven't seen it i don't yeah. mean metal like uh like fucking fucking slipknot or <laughs> yeah like thrash metal or nothing yeah. like that i'm talking about like um like the one of the bands they have a lot in the movie is king crimson and they're like a almost like a fantasy um, God, what did, what would the name be? Um, like fantasy rock, kind of like a like a like that that mystical 
rock, yeah, like, like mystical metal. I don't know what the fuck you even call it. It's like, like that. There's somebody out there that knows it. I feel like it's like like of... if like if you've ever seen a uh, a cover for for uh, for a Megalodon album, it's like that. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, but not well, their I mean, actual music. <laughs> but then even the font at the beginning of the movie, the for the title sequence, um, even that is done in that style of like it's mm. like black metal font. So there's other not just the sound wise, I mean, but there's other <laughs> traces of it in there. I've I've never been even even the closest thing to a metalhead myself, but I I actually always really liked the artwork that accompanies uh, metal music, like when you see the, yeah. the metal um, album covers and the posters and stuff. I always thought that was like super cool. Um, yeah, they always. Had I, really I cool. always I always wanted to watch the movie, but there was no movie. It was just, <laughs> it was just a metal album that I had no interest. Sure. Yeah, you were never into metal, huh? Yeah, I see. Never. I I probably caught it even more than you did because I was like a massive metalhead when I was a teenager. Were you? Yeah. I didn't even know that, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was into like uh, Black Dot. I went to Ozfest when I was 14 and I saw really? Slayer and fucking I liked, yeah, uh, Judas Priest. And... Mm, I liked uh, I liked punk rock a lot. That was, that was like my... I liked punk too. We were kind of like my group that I would hang out with. Well, it was like me, Wyatt, Dirk. But yeah. we were all, we were more metalheads but we would listen to punk too. Like yeah. we would not super like we would listen to like the misfits and like fucking you know like uh, i like like dead kennedys and i like the casualties and anti-flag and i saw like casualties that. one time i saw them in concert i saw i didn't see casualties i saw dead kennedys and i saw a tsol concert those are like the mm. biggest names that i i've grown to appreciate dead kennedys i didn't listen to them that much yeah. back then oh they're great dude they're very melodic for a punk band when you come well you know what's you know. you know what's you know what's random what made me a fan of them was I went to go see one of my favorite bands now, even though I uh, wasn't really into their last two albums. I really like Arcade Fire and they're more okay. of like an indie alternative band. Well you 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 went and saw them when uh, the last time you were you were out here when we did that podcast. Not the last time, but uh when and, you and so out. last time when I when we were there that one time I was going yeah. to go the uh, LCD sound system. Oh, that's right. And you, you um, were hoping that Arcade Fire was going to be their guest. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were just kidding, hoping. But I'd seen I'd seen Arcade Fire twice. But the first time I saw them in Santa Barbara, they opened up on the tour that they were doing. Every uh, venue that they played at, they mm. would open up with a cover song that was specific to that venue. Okay. So that was, I think the Santa Barbara one was like their first date in California. So they opened up to Dead Kennedy's California Uber Alice. Oh, okay. And um, I'd never even, I think maybe I had heard that song before, but I was like, fuck, I like that song. That's a good song. So then I like downloaded that. And then I started listening to some of their other stuff. And um, uh, I, so I just I, like recently got into them kind of. I never heard uh, any of the, I never heard any of the, the covers of it but um california Uralis is a really good like like i was saying one of the things i really like about dead kennedys is as far as punk bands go they're very melodic like a lot of punk bands uh they kind of attack your ears when yeah. you when you listen to them it's like like if you don't like this you know you're a fucking conformist you just like stuff that sounds good what's your problem you know, like, like, super dumb like uh dead kennedys they they were borderline sellouts as far as punks. They were well. They were according to my friends who were really into punk. Dead Kennedys were for sure sellouts. But I mean, yeah, but, but you know what though? They were super yeah. punk. My favorite, my favorite, like, yeah, my favorite punk band was and always will be the Misfits. I fucking love okay. the Misfits. 
That's one of my favorite bands of all time. I, I don't think there's a song that they've done that I haven't liked. But guess what? The reason why they become sellouts is because they're really good. They actually yeah. play good music. Right, right. <laughs> so. If you play trash and nobody wants to hear it, you don't have <laughs> the opportunity to sell out. Like, exactly. Uh, and if you play good music, everybody who's fucking competing with you just goes, fucking sell out, bro. It's the only reason yeah. why they... <laughs> exactly. Uh, Funny, the Misfits is your favorite band because, like, when when I don't put product in my hair, I get the Jerry only like devil look. The original, the original Misfits just got back together, and I almost I wanted to go see them. I would have gone and seen them last December uh, at the at the forum in Inglewood. Original singer is that a Glenn Danzig? It's Glenn Danzig. Is the original? Yeah. The two founding members, I think, were Glenn Danzig and. Uh, I thought I thought Glenn Danzig was just like the most popular era. No, no, he was the first. He, he's been. Yeah. He, they've been around since like the the mid seventies. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they've been around forever. Um, but Misfits is a it's a it's it's a weird one though because the, it's one of the few bands that was able to replace their lead singer and still make pretty good. Yeah, music yeah. Like, uh, who was that, the one that I fucking? Um, I think there was. There's Balzac. Is that his name? The guy they had in the 90s? I think his name was Balzac. Balzac? <laughs> I think so. Balzac. Uh, my brother got me into... Uh, what was the album Famous Monsters? Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. It was Michael something? Michael mm-hmm. Graves. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Liked, I liked Michael Graves. He has a cool voice. And he... Yeah. yeah. Most of the Misfits stuff that I got into was actually the Michael Graves era. Like, I, I was familiar with Danzig. I know, I know Danzig era, but um, I like Michael Graves. The Misfits uh, are cool because they were the first band that I heard that really like, it was like horror rock, you know? Like, you right. felt like you were listening to an audio version of, like, well, a horror movie. It, it kind of had that, like, uh, suggestedly kind of had that fucking like, uh, 50s or like yeah. like forties kind of like diner like drive-in movie theater horror you know yeah. like the That's whole like the- yeah the whole album famous monsters was all about things like that like it was uh um I think one of the songs was like the crawling eye and then like one of the songs was uh it's like hunting humans and shit yeah they like yeah they had that they had a there's a lot of fuck dude there's so many songs by them I like skulls astro zombies. I turned yeah. into a Martian hybrid moment. <laughs> I turned into a Martian. Yeah. But it's actually a good that, song. No, no, no. They, really they, were, they were all good songs. The Misfits yeah. are good, dude. There's no, there's no reason. They weren't my favorite because I didn't always want to listen to that, that no. style of yeah. music. But, I, but they were for sure good at what they were doing, you know? Um, yeah, but that, I, I love the, that category, that sort of like uh, – that that almost silly like almost safe kind of um horror genre well it was a niche i mean it was kind of a smart thing that they did because it was a niche because there's not really look at if you think about it (laughs) if we were to really break it down and examine it it's like on the surface okay it might seem safe because they're just singing about it's that it's that earth versus the spider type horror right right (laughs) here's a question though in the world of punk how safe is it? Because every other band will do political music and punk. Wouldn't that be technically well, the same? I don't, I don't feel like they are punk. I feel like they're more metal than they are punk. They, they're kind of a hybrid. They're yeah, like, they're, uh, they're, they're very... They're just kind of like their own thing. Punk, in my opinion. 
Yeah. Well, they're but they're uh... sort of like well, the, in the, in the same way that like Tool is its own thing. Like Tool, yeah. Tool is considered metal if you put them in a category. But when you listen to Tool, would you really call that metal? No. Yeah, I wouldn't. But you know, uh, that's that. I'm only comparing that because of that. Like they yeah. they're not similar to Tool in any kind of fucking way. But um, the well, the great bands always are kind of their own thing, though, right? Yeah, for sure. They they uh yeah they do their own deal. I um so I was gonna I was gonna see them at the Inglewood Forum last December, but I didn't get to go uh, because a week before that I had bought tickets as a gift for Ariana to go see Lady Gaga at the Inglewood Forum. Ah, Lady Gaga. So I wasn't able to go <laughs> see the Misfits. Um, but that lead that kind of segues into the next thing um, about. Last weekend, we went to go see A Star Is Born, the directorial. The direct, okay, you laugh now. I don't know if you would like it. I really liked this fucking movie. I really liked No, it. I have a funny story. Tell me what you have to say about it. I'm All right. I really liked it. Like, number one, I felt like, there. don't get me, okay, it's A Star Is Born. So there's elements of it that are inevitably going to be kind of corny and all that shit. I just felt like they did such a good job of balancing it out with like the character that Bradley Cooper plays is kind of rough around the edges. Um, I felt like Lady Gaga's acting was surprisingly very, very good. And look, I've seen her on American Horror Story. You ain't going to fool me, bro. (laughs) I thought it was good. And on top of that, it felt very authentic. They did a good job of because number one Bradley Cooper spent like three years learning how to play guitar and learning how to sing for this movie so all the tracks are actually him yeah all the tracks are actually her and they performed in front of live audiences so it just felt like immersive like it felt it felt okay so it was legitimate it did its own thing I get I get what you mean by that yeah yeah. like uh my uh my sister texted me uh the other night right after I got off work and she's like uh, we're all doing shrooms together, blah, blah, blah. So I'm, I'm FaceTiming with them. Like, they, they end up, they're fucking blasted in space. It was yeah. hilarious. And um, my, <laughs> she's like, my brother is, uh, my brother is, is gone. And he's like, his wife goes like, we're, we're, we're looking for a movie to watch. <laughs> so do you guys want to watch A Star is Born? And he can't, he hasn't been able to speak for like two hours. He's just like, <laughs> his good night to me was and so the his wife's like you guys want to watch a star is born and he manages no (laughs) well you know what all that made me think right there when you said that i can't guarantee that you'll like it you most likely probably won't but all i'm saying is i did enjoy it Maybe give it a chance. It was I liked it in the same way that I like Goodwill Hunting. It kind of well, actually, no, that's not true. Yeah, that didn't I, make any sense. Hold no, on. no, no. Well, because I always feel I always feel really good when Goodwill Hunting is over, and I finished it with a smile on my face. Uh-huh. I definitely didn't. This was a sad movie. I didn't have Goodwill Hunting gives me a little bit of like a like there's there's a little bit of pull away from that. It's not all all happy. No, but, um, I I, I want to say this before we move on to the next category. I'm glad you made that segue for us, like combining movies 
and drugs because uh like as I, I i told you about this beforehand but um i wanted to talk about about this little thing right here yes for those of you that can't see it's a uh it looks yeah. like it honestly i'm not gonna lie to you it just looks like you jizzed into a cup but this is the same cup that i jizzed in you're on the phone <laughs> what it but... is is a mushroom <laughs> marinating in citric acid. yeah well, it's a, uh, I, um, it's a little microdose. It's not a lot. It's just a, maybe like a mushroom um, quantity-wise. And it's been sitting in, uh, in lemon juice for about as long as we've been doing this podcast. So uh, what that's doing, I'm going to give you guys a little, uh, little, little intoxication uh, lesson for the day. This is called a lemon tech. And what a lemon tech is, is uh, the... The acids in the this is where the the whole like drink orange juice or drink grapefruit juice when you do mushrooms came from that fucking myth uh if you let your your ground up bits of mushrooms sit in uh in lemon juice for 20 30 minutes it'll break down the psilocybin into psilocin which is a more bioavailable compound for your body to use instead of getting digested and then broken down, and then a lot of it's lost in the digestive in the digestion process. Uh, this just has it all kind of sitting there, ready for you. And I, I wonder, I wonder if that's um, because I've actually heard of that before, but um, I don't think that that attribute in regards to citric acid is just specific to mushrooms, because they recommend doing that. One of the things they'll recommend, like if you're taking collagen powder um, or collagen protein. <laughs> they, recommend, <laughs> they recommend they recommend squeezing lemon into it and actually adding some citric or a high dose of vitamin C because it actually makes it more bioavailable for you. Um, uh, I've heard a lot of things about about um, <coughs> citric acid and lemon. Like I remember reading um, my nutrition class about how um, I can't remember the exact science of it. You probably actually know about this more than I do, but about how. Uh, lemon juice has something to do with activating your fat burners or whatever the fuck like activating your metabolism or something but yeah i've heard of that before like in regards to i think it's like just i don't know if it would be lemon juice specifically um well it was mostly it was lemon C. well it was lemons had a specific compound in them that were that were specific to lemons that limes had a less concentrated dose but limes mm. also had it um it was, wonder, well, like one of the, one of the, I don't know specifically. I'm not sure. Sorry, one of the, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get something to wash that out with so I can finish it. Uh, I, yeah. I hate to waste the the remains in there. Excuse me one second. Um, just to touch on uh, what what Keith was talking about. He was talking about vitamin C in uh in lemons and in um and uh, limes. I don't know what the difference is to be honest. Um, but one of the things that they uh, will recommend that you do sometimes is use lemon juice to help with digestion um like protein specifically so a lot of times they'll recommend some kind of form of like hydrochloric acid to help break down the protein and i think you can use that in the form of lemons or you can use that in the form of like apple cider vinegar or you can just get like a hydrochloric acid acid tab and that'll help um break down that, that makes digestion that makes a lot of sense actually um man that was also kind of my segue there to go get myself another beer. 
<laughs> but hey. I did. I did actually needed to wash down the mushrooms. Can't have mushrooms without a beer. Oh man, <laughs> I don't know how you do mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm too big a pussy. I did them once when I was fucking 15, and I never looked back. Oh, Even though I think my my uh, what do you call it? My reaction would probably be drastically different now. I'd really, I would love for you to uh, to take my mushrooms. I think it would be a really fun experience. It would be a really fun experiment. I've taken them enough times that I know their potency pretty well. Although I don't know your, um, I don't know your uh, tolerance level, and I don't mean that like your tolerance level is in your willingness to do it, but your tolerance <laughs> no, level is. In my, my, I'm like assuming my tolerance, tolerance level, level would be insanely low to like anything right now. I literally haven't, I haven't ingested any, other than like CBD, I haven't ingested a substance in two years. Man, I have such an embarrassingly high tolerance of all the drugs. <laughs> it's humiliating. <laughs> whenever I, whenever I fucking buy drugs off people, it's always, it's always like, I got to hit them up later and be like, hey, your shit didn't work. And they're like, it worked for me. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it was me, my bad. <laughs> Well, so another. Um, oh, um, real quick, I just want to show yeah. you guys because uh, this is uh, this is one of my babies here. Wow, that's crazy! Thing, it's it's perfect looking, right? We're learning about that in biology right now. Fungi. You're learning about psilocybin? No, not psilocybin, just fungi in general, just like how it lives and feeds and. Isn't that little guy? Isn't isn't it precious? It's my it baby. looks. It doesn't look real. It looks like a plastic little. I know. It looks like a toy. Toy. Yeah. Oh. Um, what was i gonna segue oh so there's another i thought i thought you would kind of get a kick out of this another new thing that i started doing um apparently i didn't really think about it until i started going over things in my mind that we were gonna cover but i was like man i've gotten a lot of yeah a lot of new projects in the last few months that was kind of all i really thought about was just like what's going on right now that we could talk about (laughs) yeah well, so one of the, my new projects is um, I started going to uh, I started going to Pilates classes, and oh, I'm in the I'm process. Glad you're doing kickboxing, but man, <laughs> leave those women alone, okay? Like... No, I'm in the process of getting certified for Pilates. I have oh, a certification man. this weekend in Fresno. I already did one you're, in Burbank. You're a predator. Chicago. No, I'm, I'm, right. gonna start, I'm gonna go on social media just to start warning women about you. <laughs> have you ever done a Pilates class? No, no, but I hear it's it's just it's really fucking hard though from what I hear. It's fascinating. It's not what people expect it to be, I don't think. No, I don't think um, it is. Like from what I understand, all I the only thing I've heard about it is that it's way fucking harder than you think. It's it's things. hard in a different way. Yeah. It's not I wouldn't describe it as being like like, a, like it's common knowledge now that yoga is hard. Like everybody knows yoga's are the real deal now. Yeah. You know, but, yeah, but I mean, I feel but, like Pilates is the new yoga. Like, <laughs> it's hard. Pilates is hard in the sense that um, yoga is difficult in the sense that you're holding like a, you know, you're going through like various static stretches and you're holding them for extended. It's a lot more time. isometric and it's a lot more balance and proprioception and shit. It's, like it's that. yeah. Well, it's it's yoga. Yeah, proprio yoga. It's like a combination of proprioception and static stretching. Yeah, flexibility. Uh, yeah. yeah, Pilates is and pa- passive uh, stretching as well. Pilates is, is is a more more like mobility in some ways because it's a lot of um, it's it's maintaining 
muscle tension while you lengthen. So it's like a lot of decompressive techniques. Wait a minute. Um, so you're maintaining muscle tension while you're, you're maintaining the same muscle muscle. No, no, when I say tension, sorry. So I don't mean uh, I don't mean like your. Um, no, not contraction. Tension. Yes. Yeah, so okay, like. So you're not you're not like you're you're not like pulling your bicep in and stretching your bicep. No, like, no. I say, that didn't make any sense. All right. <laughs> That's not possible. Yeah. Right. Um, exactly. No. So what I would mean by that is like, let's say you're doing a, um, so if they're having you do like a, um, like a, um, like a crunch type position, if you were just doing a crunch on your own, you might just do a crunch, like go knees to elbows and just try and kind of like superficially contract your, your rectus abdominis. And for those okay. of you guys listening, that's like your visible that's your penis and your, and your <laughs> abdominal muscles. It's, it's your, it's that line of abdominal, it's like your six pack. It's your line of abdominal muscles that runs across the front. What they would teach you in there is to actually keep your posture a little more upright and keep your spine like elongated as you do it. So you're kind of like actively decompressing the vertebrae in your back as you perform the crunch. So you're so getting it's, it. It's like dynamic stretching. That's what um, well, what? Well, it's, it's, it's so, well, the idea, so like, let's say I'm doing that crunch, right? So I'm trying to, I'm trying to, as I'm doing that crunch and I'm activating my rectus abdominis, I'm also focusing on activating my transverse abdominis, which is going to act as like my internal girdle system to kind of pull me, pull my, um, my abdomen in and kind of actively decompress my spine. I, I never wear my girdle at the gym. <laughs> I only so wear that when I'm trying to like that, depress people. So that's just I'm like one example, but like, uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff where you can't not think about it. You're like mm -hmm. constantly forced to engage your mind as you do the movement. You're not. Well, like is, it, is it is it because that's the idea? You're supposed to be you're supposed to be stretching your or activating your transverse abdominus while you're while you're activating your your rectus abdominus, or is it because of the specific positions they put you in? You're you're not. Able. No, because the positions they put you in are not necessarily even that much different um, than some of the ones you might do just in the gym. It's just that they're forcing you to think about it and layer it a little bit deeper. Because that's the idea. That's what. Yeah. That's what this specific. They're, they're taking about. a. They're taking a movement that would normally be in your mind maybe would be a little more simple, but they're making it harder because they're making you so, deeper muscle groups. So it's like when you do a push up. And you, when you're doing the push-up, you're going to flex your rectus abdominis, and you're going to flex yeah. your gluteus maximus. Be like the and then you do a push-up, and it's like, whoa, that's a hundred times harder than any push-up yeah. I've ever it done. It would life. be like, like it, yeah. here's, yeah, that's actually a really good example because it would be the difference between if you had somebody at the gym who's doing a push-up, and they're they have their elbows flared, they're having their their low back hyperextend, and their abdomen is disengaged. Whereas in Pilates, they would cue you to pull your abdomen in maybe you draw posterior. your you draw your belly button in towards your yeah. spine you posterior flex your ass and then you tilt your pelvis flex your ass maybe engage the lats and the serratus a little bit mm -hmm. um stuff like that so it's constant like postural cueing basically okay um which i like because it's well, well that 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 was like foundational with uh nasm i know we both we both did nasm and that was like basically their yeah. whole fucking philosophy was just was was uh postural they, like and they, they they go into it um they it's it's it is like with nasm you know like nasm will cover it 
but the only difference is I feel like with NASM because they have a much broader spectrum of things that they need to cover, they can't necessarily go specifically just into that as much. Sure. You know what but I mean? that 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 seemed to be this underlying background for them. Yeah, for sure. Their, their philosophy with the OPT model was to to go back to that. Yes. Every time it was yeah. That. Whether you were stretching, whether you're doing power lifting, whether you're doing push ups, whether you're doing fucking jumping jacks, whatever you were doing, it was it was brought back to that. Yeah. So that that's I guess that's what's been kind of fascinating for me about learning Pilates is that. I think when I'm in the gym and I'm just kind of hammering away at it and focusing on just getting a good workout in, like when I go into Pilates, it kind of forces me to slow things down mm-hmm. and think about things a little more intentionally and really just focus on like caring for my body as opposed to like beating it down constantly. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, that sounds really similar to the fucking, uh, the NASM thing. Like that, mm-hmm. that was a big philosophy that, I don't know if that's what you got out of it, but when I went through it, that was that was a lot of what was reinforced to me. Um, a lot of the working out that I've done in my life has been very um, pressure oriented. It's been action yeah. oriented. It hasn't been about taking care of myself. It's been about performing an action and getting stronger or faster or both at doing that action. Yeah. The fucking, the, the team that, that I work out with at the gym, like, I remember this one fucking, this one speech my coach gave us one time where he was telling us about, he's like, like, I hear a lot of people talk about overtraining. He's like, I don't fucking buy that shit. And I was like, oh, fuck. He was already all, his fucking conditioning workouts are super goddamn hard. Like, I, I fucking in my best shape i barely make it through them and well, and it's like, like i i kind of go back and forth on that like i definitely believe in overtraining because i know for sure i myself have been well, overtrained before dude i but think it's like, i i think overtraining has to do with your conditioning level i think you can get to any level i think yeah. I, I don't think there's a cap where you just go no. That's too much. I I think well, it, unless you like start to pee blood and die, I guess that would no, be no, that's not. <laughs> well, yeah, that would be the cap. But yeah. that, that's you know. But I, I I feel like it depends on you as an individual. I mean, there's genetics, but there's also the level that you're at as an individual. Like, yeah, I'm in this good a shape. I can handle this level of well, stress. It's, it's definitely genetic too, because there's different people that can handle different volume. Like you have that guy Dean Carnazis, who have you ever seen Dean Carnazis? No idea who that is. They've done scientific. It reminds was, me of the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Okay, though. no, so no, it's Dean Parnassus. <laughs> you got to look this guy up because it's unreal. He was on, do you remember that show that was on History Channel a while back? It was called Stan Lee's Superhumans. I do, and I, I watched okay. one episode, and I was like, this is fucking trash. I it was trash, but they did have a very, a few very interesting people on there, and that was the first place I ever saw Wim Hof. They had the ice oh, really? man on there, Wim Hof. Yeah, first time I ever yeah. saw him was on Stan Lee's Superhumans. And they were doing studies on him. And then they were doing studies on this guy named Dean Carnazis, who this guy runs, he ran across the country. He runs, mm-hmm. literally ran across the country day in, day out. Um, and what they figured out was they did all these studies on this guy. He didn't get that way through training. He has a, like a mutation, a genetic adaptation where his body, it, he's able, if he wanted to he's just run, he is an X-Men. If he wanted to just, they said theoretically, if this guy just had food in his hand constantly and he was able to keep feeding himself, he could just run infinitely. 
He would never, he would just stop to sleep, he would eat, and that's it. He could run nonstop. I don't think he needs he could, to sleep. He'll be fine. He could stop running. <laughs> but running. it's super Close fucking impressive. See what happens. Um, so obviously the, the rules of overtraining aren't going to apply to a guy like that, and I'm sure there's... But that, that, yeah, of course, that's a fucking mutant. That's that's, a, that's an extreme case. You know, what I'm saying uh, is between between the normal human being and him, there's got to be an even broader spectrum. Sure, there, there's got to be a massive spectrum between the normal human yeah. being. Of course. Uh, oh, it's it's it, it's going to vary by person to person, and that's what I always say, because like for me, I know when I'm overtrained, it's pretty fucking simple. I mm-hmm. lose motivation to train. Like, I'm a very internally motivated person to train. I always want to train. And as soon as I get to the point where I'm, I'm, I don't want to get up and do it, and I feel tired all the time, and I constantly feel the, like I need a nap, like, I'm like, okay, maybe I, you know. The, the feeling for me is, is very much, uh, I never feel like training. I know, I know, like, I mean, I feel like, I feel like training when it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go hit pads or I'm gonna go fucking spar mm-hmm. and shit like that. Like I, I like to hit stuff. I like to fucking choke people. I like to do fucking all that stuff. But um, when I when I'm like, oh, okay, I'm overtrained. It's like, it's I can't. I, I look good. I got I got abs and I'm fucking fit and everything. But like, I'm not moving that fast. I'm not mm-hmm. fucking, I'm getting tired really fast. I shouldn't be this fucking tired. I can't do that many push-ups, but I'm fucking treaded right now. Yeah. Well, it's All probably the- just not natural because you've never been like naturally shredded, shredded. Yeah. You know, it's probably not even natural for you to walk around at that weight. Well, that's what you're... I'm saying. Like when I get to that point and I'm, right. I'm overtrained, I can fucking tell. Because I'm like, okay, I'm super fit right now. I'm training correctly. I'm doing all the right. stuff I should be doing. I'm not training for hypertrophy. I'm not training for fucking, I'm not training for uh, like weight loss or anything. I'm training for performance and my performance is going down. So yeah. I'm overtrained because <laughs> mm. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going the direction that I should be going right now. Right. Yeah. Definitely, it's not a question of motivation because the only thing that I'm never motivated to do is fucking like the the um, conditioning. Yeah, I don't. I but I'm never motivated for that, so that doesn't fluctuate. I don't want to do that. I don't. Right, I don't enjoy right. that. Yeah. 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 I um. It's hard to say, right? Because different people are just going to have different, you know. I mean, as stupid as yeah. it sounds, in a way. Well, no, really I mean, you, you, you. This is a perfect conversation to be having. You and me is, uh, you, you like that. You've always been, in, you've always enjoyed the the fitness and the conditioning aspect. And I, that's I've, I've, well, and I've often like asked myself, I wonder why I like that. I think I would go crazy if I didn't have it. I mean, I really I do. You're just a fucking masochist, and you just like <laughs> yourself. You're a sick <laughs> bastard. I could see it in your eyes. I do think I think I do think that that's I just think that I need that uh, I don't know I just think I need that that whatever that release is or I think I just naturally the probably release from the from the work well or... yeah because I do think I naturally have like an addictive personality and it kind of goes back to like okay when I was drinking I would never have one beer I would get blackout drunk every yeah. time I mean to the point of like passing out. Every that, right? time, yeah. 
and that's a fact. Like no, uh, you, you know, you know. I mean, yeah, I remember. I drank with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, there you were know, there so. were there were no there were no light days. <laughs> no, you were actually everybody's favorite drunk though, because whenever you blacked out, you were fucking funny, dude. The I did have a pleasant. Funny. I had a pleasant personality when I was drunk. Yeah, I mean, at least you yeah. weren't like a you weren't like a bad drunk. You weren't like no. a, nobody wanted to be around for sure. Uh, some people have bad drunks. You you were yeah <laughs> yeah. Um, that's what's that's the bummer about it. That's why I'm bummed that I I wish I you know I wish I could like keep it under control and just have a beer or two or whatever, yeah. but and just well, kind of hang out. But yeah, I mean, drunk Matt was his own character, but just like everything else, like you said, like it, it's got to be put to rest at its time. Like <laughs> <laughs> drunk Matt, drunk Matt had to. He had to get drunk Matt had to be put down. I get it. He had to go to sleep permanently. (laughs) Drunk Matt had to pass out for the last time. You know what we should have done? You know what would have been hilarious? We should have had like Yeah, we should have had a memorial for Drunk Matt and like still have a drunk Matt memorial. You know what we should do? Let's do we should do a podcast where we like chronicle all of our funniest drunk stories, things we've done. And we just come up with like a compilation of each of our like top five. And in what sense? How how would we put that together? Would that just be a conversation of them, or are you saying? Yeah, no, a conversation. Well, like, we, could, we can go back and forth. Wouldn't well, have, we well, actors reenact them. We could maybe even have guest commentators who are there for said stories. Okay, um, I could I could get I could get behind that. Yeah. But uh, you know, we could we could just go through, and I give I give my number five, you give your number five, and then we go through like a countdown all the way until we hit number mm-hmm. one. Um, oh, man, <clears throat> that would take some digging, though. Like, I mean, that would take some digging. The, that would be the, a deep, deep dive. Yeah, because like, there's been a lot of drinking and a lot of drunk stories and a lot of good times associated with them. A lot yeah. of bad times that make great stories too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm running through my mind right now trying to think of some of the worst oh, things that I've done, but I wouldn't even know where to start. It mostly just revolves around me waking up, peeing myself or, you know. Yeah, waking up, having peed yourself, trying to figure out what the hell just happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much. Most of mine, like, I, I get real bad hangovers, so when I when I wake up, it's like, how will I ever live again? <laughs> that's that's how I would feel. That's yeah. something I don't miss at all. The hangovers were brutal. Um, did I ever tell you that story about, so you know how they have, like, the on it, the steel maces, the mm-hmm. workout contraptions? Um, do you remember back in the day, I used to have one that I made when I was, like, 16, and it was like a giant, it was like a wooden dowel, like a like you would use for a broom, but it had a 10-pound weight tape to the end of it. I don't recall that, no. Okay, it might have been gone by the time we started training. But anyways, when I was a teenager, I used to have one of these. So basically, I, I think we, we only trained at your house like a couple times. And I think, yeah, most yeah, of I didn't have my equipment there at that point. Um, but so I had this, just to explain to you guys at home, think of a wooden stick, like a broom. And then I have a 10-pound counterweight taped to the very end of the stick. You know what? I vaguely remember. I vaguely yeah. kind of remember. I, had to, I used to use it yeah. all the time. Taped. And I would, always, <laughs> I would always fuck with people. I would bring them over because it's only 10 pounds, right? It doesn't yeah. sound like anything. But I would always mess with people. And I'd like, I had all my buddies that were on the football team. You grabbed this on the end. 
Yeah, yeah, and they were always into lifting weights and shit. And it was one of my the first times in my life that I really it challenged the way that I lifted strength. Because you take this little ten pound weight on the end of this thing, and it was like incredible for training your grip strength. And um, you would hand it to one of them, and they wouldn't be able to balance it with one arm. It was the first time I was exposed to like you know like circus strength, you know, like that different type of strength. And so one time I was, it was around, it was when I was like 18 and it was the week I graduated high school. I had just turned 18. I was throwing parties like every night and it was like one in the morning and we had just got done having a party. So I'm in the kitchen and I'm showing off and I'm showing my friends all these tricks I can do with my fucking homemade steel mace. And I'm like flipping it and rotating it behind my back and doing all this cool shit. And then I lose control of it. <laughs> and it fucking rotates and it just there's a like a chandelier in my kitchen this big old light and it just fucking hits it and light the glass just comes raining down on my kitchen mm-hmm. all over the goddamn place and i'm looking at my two friends and i'm like they're just sitting there so that's basically like, how you do it <laughs> uh, dude, they're sitting there and they're like they just have their eyes are wide open they're like fuck and then they just get up and run they didn't even help me clean it up fucking assholes they just got up and run ran out of the room i was like god damn it so i just start wiping up glass and then my parents have my mom was like what happened to the light i was like uh i don't know i was just in the kitchen talking to my friends and i just exploded exploded. (laughs) that's what i said and she never even questioned me about it she just didn't even really yeah that was it i gotta say uh the one that comes to mind for me is um you might have been there for this one. I don't know. Uh, do you remember the guy getting attacked by the possum? No. <laughs> no. All right, so this is when we were we were kids. We were we, we were pre drinking age. We were like uh, not pre pre legal drinking age. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. We're probably like nineteen or something uh, out of high school and shit. But I was with Tim Titty because I, I remember it was me and him that were like. Uh, hanging out and chit-chatting and shit. And uh, it's a house party. Uh, Jake, Jake Sullivan was there and like a few other people that I, I was tight with. Um, and um, I can't remember whose house we were at, but we went to this fucking house party. There's a lot of people that were girls and shit and uh, everybody's hanging out in the kitchen. And there's this like 39-year-old dude or something. <laughs> this guy who's like, way out of place there shouldn't be fucking hanging out with all these kids and uh he's he just... partying with crystal meth <laughs> <laughs> he might have been like, <laughs> he, he looked like it. he was he was this old uh he was this old fucking like dude who just like he was he was super cool yeah. that's like way too old yeah, though okay. that's like not yeah, even no. like you get like a twenty-something-year-old at a party he, with teenagers. Hey, it's kind of charming. You get he, a thirty-nine-year-old. What are you doing? He was grown, like he might have had kids there. At that party. <laughs> he was looking for somebody to rape. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. <laughs> so this guy, uh, he's in there, just like you know, telling stories. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm grown up. I can buy my own beer and shit. <laughs> cool. Like, <laughs> These chicks are gonna dig me. <laughs> Uh, so, he's like a real life Todd from Beavis and Butthead. Basically, yeah, he's that guy. So me and uh, me and Tim Titty were outside. We're like having cigarettes. We're talking, fucking bullshit, and laughing. And um, we see a possum in the backyard. Big possum. Big fucking guy. Mm-hmm. Big old fucking thing. So uh, we, 
I don't know why we got it in our heads, like chase it around. We're trying to get rid of it. Oh, I don't know, dude. We were drunk. We we're teenagers. That'd we be funny. Possums <laughs> are vile. I would never even go near one. <laughs> it was a filthy thing. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Well, this is this is hysterical. So we chase it around enough, it ends up going in the house. Okay. Oh, so it runs into God. the kitchen. It runs into oh, the kitchen. Shit. <laughs> and uh, this sounds like a fucking movie scene. I swear to God. Or it looked it looked like a movie scene to me. Let me put it that way. And, uh, you know, fucking the 40-year-old guy, she's like, it's all right, I got it. <laughs> he, grabs, <laughs> he grabs it by the back of the neck and it just goes and just turns around and, like, grabs his arm. <laughs> he just bites the fuck out of this guy's arm and he just goes, ah! <laughs> Holy just, shit. Like, like, flailing around. <laughs> He knocks like beer off the table, like he cleans the table with the fucking possum. He's hitting it against the walls. He bounces it off the fucking um, what are the those things called? Like when there there's like a, a a short wall and a railing, and then there's the the beams that come down with little cylinders. Um, I don't know what it's called, but I know what you're talking yeah, about. Like, and uh, he's like bouncing it between those. Is like ah, <laughs> this thing's collapsed. How long did this go on for? Arm. It felt like it could have been like you know. It felt like it could have been hours, but it was it was no more than like ten seconds. It was like <laughs> it was, it was, even even ten seconds might be like over exaggerated. This guy's like boom boom boom, like and I hear it's banging against everything. Finally, it lets go, runs off, it's gone. And this guy's just like. <laughs> holy shit that's crazy just absolutely humiliated he's just standing there and someone's like eddie's arm is bleeding all over the place and he's like somebody came up and like we got to get you to the hospital <laughs> he's all no, no, no it's fine uh possums are really clean <laughs> possums are really clean i can't believe he said that like what a fucking nonsense thing to say possums are clean that's Don't worry. absolutely nonsense you have to go get a rabies shot right now <laughs> <laughs> he died <laughs> Shortly after, he contracted rabies, and uh, he died of rabies. I, I actually have a really another uh, funny other uh, <laughs> kind of drunk story involving Jake Sullivan, um, okay. which is it's weird because I barely even knew him. I only met him a handful of times. Oh, uh, Jiggy Jake, he was great. Yeah, but uh, uh, one time we were at this girl's house, and she was having a party, and uh, we were like in the garage. Everybody was drunk, and we were in the garage smoking out of a vaporizer. And then we saw in her garage that she had a fire extinguisher. Mm -hmm. And the party was kind of dwindling, but it was just me, Wyatt, Dirk, and uh, Corey Deneen. So we went back in the house, and Jake was passed out on the couch. I think it was Jake. I'm pretty sure it was Jake. You know what's really funny is that your your story's got Jake and Corey Deneen. The first time I ever did mushrooms was with the two of them. Was with those two, yeah. The first time I did something else was with Corey Deneen, but I don't even want to say what it was. Yeah, we'll leave that. Um, <laughs> it was probably something bad. I'm just going to... It was very bad. Um, but uh, what do you call it? So I'm, I'm pretty sure it was him, though. Anyway, so he's passed on on the couch, and everybody's doing, like, pro wrestling moves on with him, like, jumping off the top. The, she had stairs right above the couch, so we were jumping off the, the top stairs doing, like, you know, the Shawn Michaels diving elbow and, like you know, swan tom bombs and, like, all these stupid pro wrestling moves. All the stuff that I know from uh, the, the PS2 yeah. SmackDown. Yes, game. exactly. 
So then all of a sudden, without warning, I, I, I had kind of forgotten about this fire extinguisher, but apparently Dirk took a note of it. And before we know it, Dirk just comes running in and just starts fucking spraying him with a fire extinguisher. Okay, now, you guys have never sprayed a fire extinguisher in real life. In the movies, it looks funny. I do you spray a fire... I've done it. Okay, okay. So in the movies, you spray a fire extinguisher, and it just kind of, it quickly comes out, and it quickly disappears. Not in real life. That shit gets everywhere. And it stays. And it fucking, if you spray somebody with it, it like fucks them up like it's disgusting <laughs> and uh, Dirk's just like spraying it's a, it all it's a, over it's a really caustic like sticky material like it's not yeah. just a fucking yeah and it's just the visual I feel like the story doesn't do the visual justice because the visual of it is so funny because it's Dirk as a fucking teenager and he's got it like fucking Scarface and he's just spraying it like yeah. <laughs> just fucking all you know, say hello to my little friend <laughs> yes. thing. Like, yeah. and, but as he's doing it and he's screaming he's like hysterically laughing <laughs> he just knows how absurd it is oh man this girl got so mad she ended up she like wanted to kick us all out but she didn't because she needed us to clean it but then nobody ended up really cleaning it and <laughs> I don't know it's my fire extinguisher story Oh, man. Well, the fact that you have a story where someone actually, like, broke down the fire extinguisher and just... I know, right? Yeah. I don't think I'll, that'll ever happen again in my life. I am happy I have that story. It probably won't, man, but that's a that's a one-time thing. <laughs> oh, that's good. How, where are we at on time? How long have we been going for? I honestly have no idea. I think we're at, like, an hour, something like that. Maybe an hour and a half. right. Just a heads up, I have uh, Ariana over here um, bugging me <laughs> because bugging you. <laughs> she's bugging me because I have. Uh, she claims she can't go to bed until I finish my podcast. She um, can't go to bed until you finish. No, she needs to cuddle. <laughs> I get it. It's all right. Um, no, but we can go for a while longer. I don't care. Mm, what else is going on, man? Um, my my mushrooms kicked in maybe like ten minutes ago. See, you know that's a, this is a, this would actually be a really good um, public service amount announcement in regards like the pro, fact that I'm not like pro, murdering people. Yeah, pro, like, pro mushrooms. Yeah. The fact that we're withholding a nice conversation really <laughs> to even the even to the trained eye, they probably wouldn't even know that you took them. I, I feel really silly right now. I got, I'm like I'm a little I'm a little goofy. Uh, I'm I'm desperately trying not to slur at all, but because I'm like, part I'm part drunk too. Like I've been I've been drinking since well before we started the podcast. Like, you're like uh, you're like Adam Scott and Step Brothers when he goes up into the treehouse and he's like, I'm not gonna lie, I'm feeling a little spacey right now. Feeling a little spacey right. Little <laughs> Jay out in the car right now. <laughs> <laughs> Lather these bad boys up with keels every day. Um, oh, you know something else I wanted to tell you. Um, like a month ago, probably about a month ago, maybe a little over a month ago, I went to go do um, a certification for Bulgarian bag training. Have you sure. ever seen that? Okay. I've I've seen. I've, I'm pretty sure I've seen you doing it on your. Uh, well, on your all right. So the guy who invented the bag, his name's Ivan Ivanov, and he's sure. A, of course it is. Yeah. 
Ivan Ivanov. Have you seen <laughs> They him? couldn't come up with multiple names. They couldn't this even guy, off off something else. They he's, just, this guy, you would, you would love this guy. He's hilarious. He's the former uh, Olympic wrestling coach, uh, okay. USA Olympic wrestling coach. So he's like a very super high-level wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, it was very interesting because like, you go to the seminar and he's teaching you how to use the Bulgarian bag. But then in the process of teaching, of him teaching you how to use this bag, you know, he tells you why he invented it. It was to help his wrestlers with their conditioning and their grip strength and all this other stuff. But in the process of that, he kind of, um, he filters in some of his wrestling techniques into it. And he'll like show you a Bulgarian bag move, but then he'll show you the the wrestling technique that um, lines up with it, basically. Right, you know right. I mean? And it was really cool because it was the first time in forever that I really got to learn from like somebody uh, like that, you know? Yeah. Somebody at that level correlating fitness. Yeah. To yeah. The, and he's like, he's not a big guy. He's just like this little, like he's probably only like five foot seven. He's in like good shape, but he's not like it, a big dude. Dude, and, the, uh, it, like classically, like think about all the guys who are like those little guys who ended up being really yeah. good coaches, you know? Yeah. You you see you see heavyweights who end up being really good coaches, but typically it's the little people like they had to focus on technique more yeah, to be yeah. more effective. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's well, always the case. I feel like um, you know who I'm very impressed with, and I don't think we had the chance to talk talk about this because I think it happened since our last podcast. Um, T.J. Villashaw, because him and uh, Garbrandt fought again, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I just fucking love the way Dillashaw fights. Oh yeah, like, stylistically, he might be my favorite fighter. Well, I, I love just the way that dude fights. I, I'm 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 obsessed with that whole fucking. Um, well, and he's a direct du- lineage of Bass Rutan in a way too. Yeah. Well, the 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 Dwayne Ludwig system yeah. is so fucking fascinating. Like we were talking about um, earlier about Boss Rutan, and we we the way that we left off of that point sounded like we were, we were talking about it in a um like a how do i put this like like it's a less advanced way like the whole step right yeah thing. Like, right 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 it's not it's not as upper but that 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 was early footwork yeah and well and it's just a different it's yeah. just a different way of doing it it's like you know some people will teach you to throw like a a short like shovel hook mm-hmm. and maybe somebody right. else will teach you to throw a wider higher like looping hook i don't you know what i mean it's just a different way right um uh, and yeah like like we we even we even touched on it it's it's not wrong it's just the way that 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 is done that yeah. style works and that style works when you have that kind of footwork and that right. footwork got passed on to the to twain ludwig who just was this fucking I don't know what he is. If he's autistic or what he is. If he's, he's, no, he, like, he must be like on the spectrum, or he's got yeah. some kind of weird like. Uh, but he's insulting but, way. He's but he's like a. Uh, he's a, a fucking genius when it comes to yeah. kickboxing, like, and more more so in his understanding of it than it is just his his performance, because he was a he was a really good world class kickboxer. Yeah, but he wasn't the best. You know, he got no. beat by people. He. Yeah, same thing in UFC. Like he was like kind of a mid mid level UFC yeah, fighter. Yeah, exactly. But he was his understanding of the game was good enough to take him to the top level. 
right so, um, well and but you know and you know what though that his understanding of the game in him being the fighter was probably more detrimental than it was helpful in some ways you know what i mean because maybe he had a tendency to kind of over analyze and overthink things when he was in there you know than to kind of sure. go off of instinct or i don't know you know right 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 um i i i think about that a lot um it's the smart fighter weakness, you know, where you have smart fighters who have the, the, the strength of a smart fighter is they have the tools and the, the possibility to beat anybody because they can, right. they can think their way, they can devise a strategy to make it work to beat any odds, any, mm-hmm. any situation, whatever, whatever a fighter's strength is, <clears throat> they have that going for them. Uh, but then a person who's not necessarily a, who's more of like a physical fighter, all they got to do is hit you. <laughs> they just they just step in and fucking crush you, mm-hmm. and uh, all that goes to shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a there's a lot more um, there's a lot more chess playing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and what you said too, I actually wanted to touch on because what you said at the beginning was you know how we left off when we were talking about that maybe to some people it would sound like you know, like we were kind of downplaying it or degrading it in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's actually kind of the opposite. Cause like what, what I always like a good, like, cause obviously being in the, the fitness world, you're always, I'm always getting people asking, well, what's way, what's the best way to do this? Or, mm-hmm. you know, what's this or what's that? And what I always tell people is like, and I, I kind of really learned this from, um, because I've been doing a lot of these little certifications lately. And occasionally you'll get people in these classes who will kind of get, um, I don't think they mean to do it, but they'll get kind of not combative, but they'll, they'll, you know, the teacher will say one thing and then they'll say, Oh, well, I heard that, you know, you should do this or you should do that. Like the most annoying thing in the fucking world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that annoys the shit out of me because it's like, I don't, if I'm there to learn, I don't give a shit what they're telling me. Mm-hmm. If I if I paid to I'm do I'm gonna learn thing, what you fucking are I'm gonna learn the way like they that. teach it for that day and yeah. everything they tell me, I don't care if I've heard otherwise somewhere else, that's right for that day. Whether I continue to do it that way well, on that, my own or Well, because you know enough about what you're you you know enough about just theoretically about fitness or that that world, that realm of understanding that well, you're, there's no just right or wrong way to do things. This no. Right. Yeah. Because and that's, you, you know, yeah. this, this is a honed knowledge. This is something you know because you've done this before. Yeah. And that, that's the that's thing right. too, is that, is I think people have this idea when it comes to exercise that, that there's some kind of end point and there's some kind of aha moment where they're just mm-hmm. going to learn everything they ever wanted to learn and it's all going to click. Mm-hmm. That never really happens. Like the deeper you get into it, you get more questions and you get answers. In yeah, right, right, right. Oh, dude. The deeper uh, you go into the layers. My know? my coach has a really good quote on that about how uh, knowledge is paralyzing. Mm-hmm. You know, the more sure. the more you understand something, the more you understand how vast it is and how yeah. complicated it is. Now, there's no 
there's no end to no. the answers. No. <laughs> there's no end I, to the question. Well, and, I, and I think that if you can't see that, and if you think that you've reached, you've reached some kind of ceiling and mm-hmm. you've learned everything there is to learn, then that's like, that's like the, your biggest thing. You're an idiot. You know? you can yeah. Out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, yeah, that's 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 something wrong with you if you get to that point and you go like, oh, I've mastered this and uh, we're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. I keep yawning because I'm on drugs. <laughs> they do. They always bring up a yawn. I, you know what's really funny is, um, okay, let me describe my visuals right now. I'm having some fun ones. Um Nothing, nothing intense, nothing specific. The wood grain on my on my desk keeps going. Like every time I look to my to my right, I'm not looking at the camera anymore. I'm looking at the wood grain that's going like, like <laughs> <laughs> Matt's face keeps coming closer and going farther away from that me. That might actually be me, though. I might actually. Nah, be. dude, it's my computer screen. The whole fucking thing keeps coming. What, like, what about when I do this? Does this do anything for you? Uh, let me just. Bring you down here a little bit. <laughs> I feel like Matt's trying to suck my dick right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So did you be. have that pearl necklace before? Like <laughs> that forgetting Sarah Marshall? <laughs> yeah, I just watched that not that long ago. I love so that movie. Movie's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, what else is going on in the world? Good movies come out lately. What did you think about Solo? I thought it was okay. It wasn't like a... I don't think it was as bad as people were saying it was. I thought people were way harsh on it. I basically had the exact same feel. People fucking hated it. Yeah. I I didn't like this, okay? Um, I don't don't think the guy um, captured, like, the character that well. I don't think... He just seemed like a different character in that story that ended up becoming Han Solo. Um... And he just really wanted to be a fighter pilot. Yeah, he was just got to be a fighter pilot. <laughs> I don't know. He seemed too nice, dude. Like Han Solo. He kind of did, yeah. Han, Han Solo is just more like an arrogant kind of fucking asshole. They they definitely asshole. they should have given him more edge than that. Um, I like the cameo at the end. You like that? The cameo at the end. I'm gonna spoil it for you guys because. You probably won't see it anyways. Yeah. Darth Maul. Oh, yeah, yeah, Was that Darth Maul? Yeah. I, the hologram? I, figured, I just figured it was like whatever Darth Maul is. It's the same thing. Oh, oh like a different... Uh, like, like a different person who character. was... Character? No, it was supposed to be Darth Maul. It's supposed to be Darth Maul? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that was cool. Darth Maul was dope. Who... Uh, he like was the big redeeming quality in that in that first like, Star Wars reboot. It's because they had a what's his name Ray Park. Ray Park played him. Okay. And he's a really good. Uh, have you ever seen any of his stuff online? He's actually a badass. I, he's, I, he's like a badass dude in real life. I I know of him from uh, from uh, episode one. Like he's got he played a, he also played a Snake Eyes in GI Joe. I probably shouldn't even mention that because right, 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 right. Yeah, he's he's got like a whole fucking lineage of martial arts shit where he's just yeah. He was fraud. He was a, that guy. 
He was Toad in Toad in X Men. X Men. Yeah. I'm trying to look up right now. I think he's got a bunch of belts. Um. Dang, he's only 44. He's from Scotland. Um. Park was introduced to martial arts by his father, who's a friend of Bruce Lee. He did kung fu. He won Great Britain's martial arts national championship for his class. Uh, then he went on to Malaysia to improve his skills, competed in martial arts tournaments around the world, and won his awards before turning his attention to acting in the late 90s. Well, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like in every single podcast we've done, at some point we always look we're, up we're, we're somebody's reading, martial arts background. We're reading someone's Wikipedia <laughs> on how they became. <laughs> it always, it always we had a. We had Shang Tsung on that one. How he's a uh, he's a, uh, yeah. a what did we find out about him? He was a a sports therapist. <laughs> or a, uh, yeah, was that what it was? Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have to look that up. Oh again. no, he was a sports psychiatrist. Excuse me, that's what it was. Yeah. Shang Tsung was a sports psychiatrist. I don't even remember. Yeah, that. He was a devout Christian, or uh, he worked with Christians, or something. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I already I already forgot this. Oh man, it was so how good funny. my fucking memory is i'm looking this up i'm looking this up look it up man it's a fact this does not sound familiar at all so you just said it wait he's a what he's a christian yeah something? uh he's a he's he he's got something to do with christianity he um he's a sports psychiatrist just those oh wow yeah so yeah he started working orthodox christian actors he was baptized in moscow wow yeah boom (laughs) i don't see anything about the sports psychiatrist though hey he was something like that man i think you're imagining i'm not imagining it we we found that somewhere I am on drugs, though, so whatever I'm saying may be coming from just the universe. <laughs> I'm not seeing it, but we're definitely going to need somebody in the audience to fact check this. Yeah. Is Shang Tsung a sports? <laughs> that would be really ironic <laughs> if the guy who played Shang Tsung and killed Liu Kang's brother is a sports psychologist or psychiatrist or whatever. Your brother's soul is mine. He's not even, he didn't even have a background as a, how is he going to be a sports psychologist? It was something weird like that. I don't know. (laughs) He's all, when I, when I lost to Liu Kang in the Mortal Kombat tournament in 1995, it was one of the hardest obstacles I ever had to endure. Dude, he, he's, he's a, he's a wizard from the other world on, in Mortal Kombat and he's an Orthodox Christian. Come on, man. Yeah, he's an interesting character. He's already 60 years old. He was in the United States Army. Wow. Yeah, you gotta you gotta take over for a second. I gotta hit the bathroom. All right, no problem. Um, for those of you listening, if you need any more information on Shang Tsung, yeah, his most recent work was. Reagan. I don't even know what that is. He does some TV shows. He's done quite a few TV. Lost in Space on Netflix. That's pretty recent. I guess he reprised his, uh, his role as Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat Legacy in 2013. 
two episodes of that. I think that was like a short-lived Mortal Kombat-themed television show. Um, I don't know if it was supposed to be a follow-up to the original series or not, but um, I never really watched it, so I couldn't tell you guys. Um, I love Mortal Kombat, though. I wish they could bring that back and maybe do it justice and make a, a good movie out of it. But uh, unfortunately, when it comes to video games, it seems like they um, they usually shit the bed. There's not too many good video game movies out there. In fact, I couldn't tell you one positively reviewed video game movie that's ever existed. They usually all suck. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Could you think of one? One positively reviewed video game movie? No, but um, at least uh, at least Doom had The Rock in it. Yeah, I guess that's well, the closest thing to a positive review I can give. <laughs> there was a, there was a good point that I had heard somebody make at one point, and they were talking about they were talking about a movie. It wasn't based off of a video game. Oh, it was the guy who's going to do the Metal Gear Solid movie. And that he could was talking, be a good movie. Like, good movie. you know what? That that's the thing is they never make movies. One, they never, they never put an honest effort into making a movie off a video game. It's always kind of fucking half-assed. Um, they never make movies off off of games that could make a really good movie. Always yeah. just fucking random. That's true. Um, Metal Gear Solid's a prime candidate that's a, that's to make a movie perfect off. Perfect of. one. Well, and the guy was what the guy was talking about was he was saying that he was it was a movie that had came out but it wasn't a video game movie but he was saying that it was formatted like a video game but I just don't remember what it was. Was it Hardcore Henry? No, it was just the way oh. the, the structure uh, of the movie. Jesus. I just don't remember. I'm trying to think of this uh, this one. I I never watched it. I didn't I didn't want to watch it because it fucking looked too much like a video game. So I it just didn't seem like a pleasant movie to watch <laughs> what was that i'm trying to think what it's called um it had the guy from uh from legion on it oh upgrade was it upgrade it might have been which guy from legion the main guy from legion. oh you're the tv David. show legion oh you're talking about uh what's his name uh fucking i can't remember that dude dan stevens i fucking don't know what his name is his name is dan stevens <laughs> Um, what movie is that? I can't. I don't know what movie you're talking about. Uh, fuck. I can IMDb it real quick. I'm sure I'll find it in just a second. Um, no uh, movie I watched just the other day. I've already seen it a bunch of times, but I just fucking love it. It's Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh, it's so good. I love but that. that movie. That's not like. That's not. Um, it's just got a bunch of video games. Like, it's got. Yeah, it's got references to video games in. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. But that's such a cool movie. Like, if you guys haven't seen Scott Pilgrim vs. the World and you consider yourself, like, kind of a nerd, you yeah. need to see it. I mean, it's like a must. Yeah, Dan Stevens. Um, yeah, I'm not sure which movie. I'll find it. I'm we're thinking of here. Look, Let's I see who can find I, it first. I, I know I'm on drugs, but, like... So you I can find it first. I'm on I the prowl right now. I might uh, find dude, it for you. Are, are we fucking competing right now? <laughs> you should have told me... Marshall? The man who invented Christmas, colossal. Right. 
I already heard you say it. <laughs> you heard me say it? I know which one it is. Colossal, huh? No, Colossal. Kill Switch? Uh, it was Kill Switch, yeah. Okay. I think Kill Switch might have been a video game. It um, looks like it. Just from but the... when you when you watch the trailer, it's like, oh my god, I feel like I'm watching a first person shooter. It's so fucking odd. Hmm. It looks yeah, kind of never... cool. Like it looks like it might be a a good watch. I I may check it out, but I've never heard of it. You know, um, a good you know a really good Dan Stevens movie. My favorite Dan Stevens movie. The guest. You have a, you have a favorite Dan Stevens movie? <laughs> I do. The guest. Which I one was the guest? I know I've watched it. Um, the guest is where he plays a. It's a hybrid. It starts off as a drama, and then it morphs into an action, and then it turns into just kind of a horror movie. And it's where he plays a a military veteran who comes back from Iraq, and uh, he's basically he's like he's pretending to. That movie was super weird. It was good. It is weird, but but it's good. It's like different. It was, um, yeah. The way it ended, I'm trying to remember. Like uh, I forgot to watch that, but. I don't want to give too much away. If anybody, yeah, if, if, if you guys haven't seen, is, if you yeah. guys haven't seen it, and you're a fan of the kind of the action thriller horror genres, it it definitely yeah, it definitely starts as like this this drama, um, and it's so weird how it morphs like that. You don't really see that a lot in movies where it goes from from genre to genre because it, it ends up having some badass action, and then yeah. it turns out the guy who is doing all the action is like kind of a monster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just totally shifts gears on you yeah. constantly. It's like, it's like a three part movie, mm-hmm. you know? And it just, yeah, it's cool. Okay. Well, I, um, I can just feel my uh, wife fuming from the other room. If I don't end this podcast soon. <laughs> Um, but I would say this is a pretty good first one for our yeah. very first oh, mobile dude. to fucking come back after podcast. the months that it's been. We'll, we'll we'll get back to doing this regular. We we could do this. Um, yeah, we can make this like a we could do like a weekly one now. We, or a, we even can do, we yeah. can easily do this weekly. Um, I'm, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. We we didn't even touch on today just because we were. Yeah, I, I'm thinking actually we should probably uh, maybe even do another one before the end of the week. Just because we have so much to, uh, you know, I'm cover. free. I'm free nights all week. Uh, I only have uh, I only have class in the morning. I have class in the mornings during all week, and then I work all weekend. Um, but yeah, anytime we can put together to make that happen, I'm I'm down, man. Um, oh, you heard it here, guys. You heard it here. You heard it here first. <laughs> back and boner back after a long hiatus. We have all of our uh, technical difficulties figured out, uh-huh, I uh-huh. think. Yeah, I mean, we'll uh, see how this goes after I <laughs> close this out. This yeah, we actually work. don't know if this podcast yeah. even out there, so there's a possibility <laughs> nobody might ever hear this, but... What a fucking waste this didn't work out. I just did drugs on the air for you people. <laughs> well, we can just put it on YouTube as like an isolated video. Maybe. No, I mean like uh, if this doesn't, if this didn't record or something. Yeah, yeah. Mine yeah. says it's recording. Mine says it's recording. Are we both recording this? Maybe. I don't know. Come on. All right. Well, uh, guys, as usual, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for tuning in. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, find me on 
Bone Catron on Instagram. You won't see a lot there because I'm not that active on social media, but maybe if uh, we get more viewers, I will be. Yes. Um, yeah, same here, guys. Check me out on ML underscore Intrinsic Resistance, Matt Reviews Media as well. And if there's one thing that you guys can take away from this podcast today that both me and Keith can agree on, it's that you should go see A Star Is Born. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no debating that. So let's also, just get that out of the way. Also, for sure, <laughs> check out Mandy. That shit. Yeah. Like, all, all jokes aside, Legitimately, that shit was fire. Yeah, yeah uh, we can definitely agree on that. And do mushrooms. Yeah. That's what that, Matt that and I too. can both agree on that. Yeah. As much as, as, much as I can agree that uh, we'll both say you should watch A Star Is Born. <laughs> definitely do mushrooms. <laughs> all right. All right. Have a great night, guys. Thank you. Bye. Signing off. Out.